Hey everybody, this is Rob from the Caffeine Crew cast of Pods and DC Primetime, and I'm here to tell you something that you should definitely be doing if you haven't done so already, and that is heading over to www.nextlevelradioonline.com. There's a ton of other great podcasts on the network if you haven't checked them out already, such as From Panels to Pixels, Two Fat Dudes, What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero, uh, an upcoming Lost Revisited podcast, uh, in addition to our flagship show, the Showcast Spotlight, which is about to probably get ready to kick off its brand new season of celebrity interviews. Great shows like The Melting Pat, Primetime Fantasy Football, and Con Talk. So whatever your interest is, there's definitely something for you at Next Level Radio Online. Make sure to check them out, like them, review them, share. Thank you guys so much for all of your years of support. Now, back to the show. Welcome to the Caffeine Crew cast of pods, episode number 44. This is the musical episode. Uh, tonight, joining me is Bill. Hello, Jada. Hello. Hello. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Sorry. <laughs> Jess, joining us for our first time. Greetings. Erin. It's a musical. <laughs> Kat. Hi. TJ. Hello. And I am your host, Rob. So we're going to start this off the same way we start every other episode. And the question I have for everybody tonight is this. Would you rather be forced to live inside the same musical for the rest of your life or never be able to hear music again? Uh, and to be very specific about this, you can still hear people, but anytime somebody turns on a radio or a TV uh, TV show is on or you go to an opera or to Broadway, you will never hear the songs. You'll hear the talking, but never the song. So, to give you a better idea for this. Go ahead, DJ. Uh Question. In the musical, are we also going through the background stuff? Or just the stuff you see on TV? It is only the things that happen in the show, whether it's a Broadway show or it is a movie. Kind of if you've ever seen anything where... Groundhog Day? What's that? Groundhog Day? Musical style? Essentially. (laughs) It's basically, if you try to run off screen, you just come back in the other side. (laughs) Because that other part doesn't exist. You are stuck in that So what happens for the scenes I'm not in? You're in the green room with you. You disappear into the void. Um, you would, you can interact with the situations that are exist. We're not saying for. Uh, I'll put it this way: you're forced to live inside the musical. Doesn't mean you're actually a part of the musical. Okay. I'll be a little bit more specific. So, yeah. if you wanted to knock somebody out and take over their part, sure, go ahead. <laughs> um, but that could be. Fun. You are basically okay. the best way to put it is view it as you're an extra that is allowed to do whatever the hell they want in that sequence. But that is the rest of your life. Permanently. Okay. So, uh, so you know what? Uh, With those ground rules, let's start with Kat. Okay. I mean, Rob, this should be a no-brainer. Like, you obviously know, with the amount I repeat music and sing the same songs over and over and over and over again, I'm obviously going to live inside the same musical for the rest of my life, because I already do. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) And I live in that, apparently, as an audience member, of course. (laughs) So we know Rob's going to pick the opposite, because... Absolutely. Um, (laughs) Hey, you agreed to that when you married her. I knew what you were going into. (laughs) You knew. Uh, Jess. I... Okay. So I could not live without music for the rest of my life. So obviously it would be the same musical. Also, because if I'm reliving the same musical over and over, I would pick something with a big ensemble so that I could just be every part 
<laughs> at one point or another. Oh, actually, you know what? This is kind of important to the subject at hand. So, well, going back to Cat real quick, what musical would you choose to live in? Oh, Jesus. I'll give you a second to think about yeah, it. Yeah, I can't even um, think about one right Jess? now. Oh, it would be Les Mis starring Jess all the time. You stole my As everybody, I'm sorry. I have a feeling Les Mis is going to come up fairly frequently yeah. this evening. Um, Jess as Javajan. <laughs> tonight, starring Jess as Javert. Like, it would be great. As you dive off the bridge, I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore after mm-hmm. you're 20 and just miss your point. Yeah. Uh, Bill. I, I feel like there should be a caveat that the, the creator of said musical could keep composing new songs. No. No. Nope. Extra. No. It is that musical as it exists in whatever point in time you chose that musical. That is it. Well, then I couldn't live a two and a half hour life over and over and over again. No matter how much I do love music and would need to have music in my life, I'd have to pick life with no music anymore. Oh, you killed Bill's spirit. As Big Sniff, if you couldn't hear <laughs> Jada. Um, I'm going to say that I would live through the same musical over and over again to the day I died. And since she's still lame as, I'm going to go with Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Fair. Okay. Uh, TJ. Actually, I like my first thought is absolutely live in the musical. I picked the producers. <laughs> uh, and, and I'd have a blast for till I got through all the parts. Um, and then it would just be unhappy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'll ask this, can I change the musical? No. Or is well, it, it, you can do whatever you want in the confines of the musical. So if you want to start singing Little Shop of Horrors yes. during the middle of the producers... But you'll lose points every time you <laughs> change the musical. <laughs> this is not Ready Player One. Aww. We'll do that next month. We'll do that again. No, you know what? You'll get a severe note from the stage manager. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> terrible reviews. So then I would, I would have to go with uh, no music. Yeah, mm. you want to jump back. I figured my... Uh... Thingy out, but it's a musical movie. Okay, Greatest Showman, obviously, because I was I wanted something that was happy, because it and like there there's upliftingness, and I need that. Because if I was stuck in it forever, like I love the music of Les and Hamilton, but man, I'd be so depressed. <laughs> I'd be like every day sad. It's funny. Greatest Showman's all like it has its sad points, but then everyone's happy in the end. I, you know, I very much agree with the women in, on the panel here that I, I couldn't live without music. It, there's just something fundamental about it that that makes life wonderful. Um, I would like to live in uh, Into the Woods Ooh, for the rest of my life. That's <laughs> nice. That would be very so nice. Cool. Um, I think I'm gonna go with uh, probably no music. Um, <laughs> Only because of the situations of that what we just discussed in the beginning of this. Yeah, I've heard plenty of music. I think I'm good. I'm getting off this train. Um, Excuse me. It doesn't change the fact that it's still stuck up there. Yeah, I'll just let it live amongst the tinnitus at this point. Um, All right. So let's get into the meat of this episode. Since we're talking musicals, um, I know this is something that a lot of us have been wanting to do for quite some time. Uh, I figured the best place to start this would be, you know, what everybody's first musical that you were really introduced to. And I can start this off, for me, it was actually from, you know, the TV side of things when I, or not even TV, it was VHS, um, watching, I think it was The Sound of Music on repeat at my aunt's house over and over and over, not to my 
choice. <laughs> it was just my options, and that was about it. Um, it was not something that makes me very happy when I think of the sound of music anymore. But still, that was the first real big introduction for me. Um, you know, I figured as we kind of go through this, though, there's some points to kind of add to, uh, and we'll get to them as we go. But if you see something here on our list that you feel that you want to just dive into for the panelists, feel free to just go and do so. So um, anybody's first musical that they just want to dive into right off the bat that they can think of? Cat. Um, so I never actually, like, I actually hadn't seen this musical until a couple years ago, but I grew up listening to it from, like, a very, very young age was Phantom of the Opera, mm. because my parents adored that musical, and they used to, both of them, um, sang in choir at church and stuff, and so they used to just sing it around the house constantly. Like, that's, the, like, all the music from Phantom of the Opera is, like, deeply imprinted, and, you know. So that still really resonates with you, Definitely. it's still yeah, something still you thoroughly enjoy. Yeah, I still absolutely gorgeous, yeah. Mm. Um, the first musical, it's hard for me to really discern what the first musical I ever saw was because I have very early memories of watching uh, Mary Poppins and The King and I and Sound of Music. But I think the first one that I ever really like wholeheartedly like latched onto had to be The Wizard of Oz. Like, I went through a phase where it was like, I was Dorothy. I carried around a little basket with a little stuffed dog in it, made my mom braid my hair, and wear, like, the little gingham jumper. So, uh, and I could sing every, every song forwards and backwards to that musical. No, I, I totally understand what you mean. Like, when you do find the one that you latch onto, for was me, forced. was Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Oh, oh such a uh, Which was kind of crazy, because that just was announced as... A, they're, gonna a, redo they're doing whoa, a re, whoa, whoa. Re, uh, redo uh, of it. I don't think they are. I look after seeing that come oh, really? up. I googled that shit because uh, I am a Kate Winslet fan. I could not find anything except that picture. Uh, Fake news. Uh, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm okay with that right now. Let them do Mary Poppins and let's see how that goes. Because but, it was like Kate Winslet and James McAvoy, and I'm like, I'm there. And then oh, I was like, I gotta find out when this is, and I couldn't find anything about it. They, they don't. They don't need to do bed knobs and broomsticks again. <laughs> It was done enough the first time. <laughs> I love that. No, no, no. no, no. I want to go back to the island I of Nubumbu. Yes. Nope. Who doesn't? Nope. I want to play soccer with like cartoon oh, characters. Yes. That was amazing. Cartoon lion soccer. All right. Um, TJ. So, I, <clears throat> like most of the people here, you know, Sound of Music, stuff like that. But the one I latched on to was Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Is it something I you should be laughing? Oh yeah, I would sit down and watch <laughs> Chi Chi Bang Bang. I mean, Dick Van Dyke is fantastic. <laughs> Let's be honest. He's here. still fantastic. He's still he's fantastic. One and he's still fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Chi Chi Bang Bang was that. Was, and then you, you you went off into other things, but that was the probably the first one I really went. It's kind of cool. <laughs> okay, so that was your first musical. It's something you still enjoy, and it still kind of resonates with you a yeah. little bit. Cool, Jess. So musicals were always playing in my house when I was a kid, constantly. So I can't even pinpoint an exact one or time because I was constantly watching Disney movies, Mary Poppins, even some of the the Renaissance cartoons, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast. But my mom had musicals playing all the time. I think I knew the words, every single word of Oklahoma, Godspell, Sound and Music by the time I could talk. I was singing and I was talking. That's kind of how it went. So... There's no one specific memory for me. It's just what was around. So is this your pretty much your your constant growing up background was just always. So it's kind of hard to pinpoint. Exactly. What's the one that resonated with you the most that you can kind of it kind of clicks in your head? The most as a kid 
had to have been Sound of Music. I mean, I still adore Julie Andrews, and between Sound of Music and Mary Poppins, she was probably the central sound of my childhood. And our cat is on the two. <laughs> trigger, trigger, what's your favorite musical? Cats. Overrated. Bing, bing. We need the pun, the, uh, pun bell. Uh, um, um, so I'm very similar to Jess in the, in the fact that like musicals were always a part of my upbringing. I was really lucky enough that my parents brought me to um, professional touring companies. I got to see Richard Harris and Camelot when I was three. And I still remember bits like off and on. But the the one musical that when I was like four years old, I just watched the hell out of, and I am so embarrassed to say this, is Grease 2. <laughs> yeah, you should really be embarrassed to say that. Oh, I know. I have my parents have video of me, like straddling the arm of the couch, singing Cool Rider a la Michelle oh. Pfeiffer on the top of the... Of the, like, a ladder yeah. there. Oh, yeah. Oh my I God. have since gone back to watch it and realized what a shit show that movie is. <laughs> no, it's, it, it's okay. Like I said, we, we go back and watch cartoons and old movies from the 80s all the time. Like, You're like, wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, what were they thinking? What but, yeah, so Grease 2 was, was really the first musical that Aww. grabbed me. Bill. My favorite musical, and actually my answer to a lot of these favorite musicals, questions that still you still like and things like that, is by the King Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber. Uh, it is also Phantom. Yeah! Uh, my mother was completely enamored with that show. She saw it countless times. Uh, she forced my father to to buy tickets and, and go see it countless times before I was born and after I was born. Uh, she had a golden ticket thing that was on her keychain that was huge and Aww. amazing and also caused a lot of damage to our wooden door growing <laughs> up as a kid. Uh, she had a book and we used to play the, the songs on the piano and then when I learned to play piano, I'd play the songs on the piano. Aww, I still do. So Those were... Actually, the, some of the first songs I ever wanted to learn when I started taking voice lessons when I was in, like, high school, middle school. It's or, great to play Phantom of the Opera because it's literally octaves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, Phantom and the same thing. It's, like, it still, you know, resonates now because, like, even um, at my wedding, that was um, my dad and I danced to Music of the Night. That was, like, the father-daughter thing, you know, because that was just in my household always. The best thing is that Phantom is one of the musicals that has never gotten old for me. There's mm-hmm. other musicals that I've, I've picked up and I'm like, oh, I love this musical. And then, like, a year later, I'm like, why did I like this musical again? <laughs> and then I other than that, I eventually come back to it. But Phantom has always been there and always been amazing to me. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Phantom 2, Love Never Dies? I haven't. Uh, no. <laughs> The way, the way you say it, seriously, you seriously, you want to watch this just to witness it. Oh. <laughs> I actually used to watch Phantom. I used to listen to it and watch thunderstorms in my bedroom balcony window. Oh. Like you used to listen to like the opening songs and like just watch the thunder. And that was like that's that's actually a really good memory. I have a Phantom. It is one of the ones that I kind of got sick of because I kind of overdid it. In I went to go see it when I was like twelve in Philly and mm-hmm. then I kind of overdid it with listening to Phantom forever um, so I kind of Phantom vapored myself out for like two to five years um, but it, you're right it is one of those mm-hmm. ones that you can still always go back to and it still resonates yeah. well the next part of this introduction to where we all stand as far as musicals and then we do this to give you all an idea of the type of people we are the same way when we did our D&D episodes and Disney and the way that we kind of talk about 
our history of these things and our passions. And there's the best way to do this is to something that we usually wait till later, but I figure it was smarter to do early on is to get out of the way our each our individual top threes and then our least favorite in addition to that. Just because the reason being is everybody at this table, there's going to be a, probably a lot of crossover from a lot of people at this table, but I have a feeling that the least favorite is going to be dramatically different as we go around. Uh, and especially because I know a lot of people at this table, those least favorites from some are going to be favorites for others. Uh, because musicals, and especially music, has always been very subjective. I think that's a big thing with storytelling through that media. Uh, so um, if you're listening to this, don't be offended by anybody's answers or things that they may hate. Again, music is always about taste and your personal taste. So uh, let's start with, um, actually, TJ. <laughs> All right. So my top. So funny enough, my top three musicals aren't on Broadway anymore. <laughs> um, probably be uh, the producers, uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Nice. Um, and the third one just went out of my head. Oh. Uh, we can fill it in for you. We can do the Superman one up, up, and away if you like. <laughs> <laughs> um, or Spider Man. No, no, Spider Man. Man, turn off the dark. Yeah. <laughs> No, um, it was, no, I can't, you know, it might come back to you. Why don't yeah. you just dive into your least favorite? Cause I'm sure you Funny have enough, already. Funny enough, they were already, they were already named. <laughs> <laughs> well, the question is, you know, which one? So. Oh no, both of the, both of them. Uh, tie, tie equal. Yeah. Su- Superman. The, it, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's a musical. <laughs> That's the actual flipping title. Um, and it was Spider- the 60s. Everyone was smoking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. I look at Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark and go, what the hell were you people thinking? You could have fed a third world country with the amount of money you poured into that piece of crap. (laughs) That a five-year-old could have told you was going to be a piece of crap. (laughs) All right, well, when you think of your thing, just just throw your hand up and I'll get back to you and we'll we'll fill that in. Uh, Jada, how about you? Oh, God, I can't go right now. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. (laughs) Uh, Aaron? I'll go. All right, so uh, my three favorite... Are Sunny in the Park with George, Hedwig and the Angry Inch, and Assassins. I know two of which are Stephen Sondheim's, and I see Bill rolling his eyes at me. <laughs> I'm going a little obscure for me. Like, I mean, I'm not. I'm more of like super mainstream musicals that you hear about every day, and I'm not, I'm really interested to see some of these other musicals that probably get mentioned um, most of the way through this. Episode. Well, I mean, actually, all three of them were just recently mm-hmm. on Broadway. You know, I was really lucky to see Hedwig a lot. Well, I, I, I have seen Hedwig, and it is amazing. It's one of my favorites, and then my least favorites. Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. This is gonna happen. This yeah. is totally gonna happen. Sorry, TJ. Did you, did you, you remember? I remember third? my third one. I can't believe I forgot this. 1776. Okay. <gasps> um, sorry. <laughs> um, I'm. If I had to go with like some of my top three, and I'm kind of going for genres that I really like. Um, Rent is one of my top three favorites. I just I love that. I saw that on Broadway when I was 18, and I was just like, oh my god. Um, Chicago. Because nice. Candor and Ebb, they just, that whole era, some of their just, they had that great, like, jazzy songwriting, they had wonderful choreography, just everything about that show resonates for me. Um, a third one, I would have to go with Wicked, because I saw it with Erin and my little baby girl when oh she God. was five. Um, and just, it's such, I love the characters, and I love the dynamics that they have, so, and it's just, it's really fun to sing. Well, and there was nothing cooler than sitting at Wicked and when Defying Gravity happens and she goes up, hearing your daughter, who was what? She was five. Five at the time, five. go, <gasps> 
And it was just like it was yeah. that just magical it was magic. moment. Yeah, you could just like you could just see like the glamour emanating from her. <laughs> oh, baby. Yes. Yeah. So going off of that, Wicked is definitely in one of my top three. Uh, Wicked, and I already mentioned Les Mis. Obviously, I just I adore that show. The third one was really hard for me to narrow down because I can tell you the musicals that I am currently very obsessed with, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm still going to be listening to them 10, 15 years later. So I really had to come up with something good. I might have to say The Scarlet Pimpernel. Yes. Oh, such a good show. I love that show. So that would probably have to be my third. So good. I hate Cats. I'm sorry. I do too. It's okay. It's obnoxious. I can't stand it. That's, I hate Grease. That is yeah. my absolute least favorite musical. For me, I gotta say, because I'm surprised, uh, you know, uh, it's not jumping up more and more, but Hamilton is a huge one for me. That is still probably one of my top dogs, but definitely not my number one. Um, my actual number one is Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, that's that's such a good I absolutely, absolutely adore that. And actually, my third is not. Uh, Broadway show. It's actually um, Dr. Horrible's Sing Along Blog. Nice. Uh, is one of my favorites. My absolute least favorite, and I do not enjoy the show whatsoever, is Spring Awakening. Uh, it was just not a, it was not my thing. It was a, it just, um, I, I, know of, I, I know a lot of people like it, but for me, it was just, I had a hard time getting into the story, and the music was not very memorable for me. So, um, <laughs> You can, you can punish your husband. Oh, no, it's fine. I just met Jess because we did Spring Awakening yes. oh, together. Oh, we did. Oh, and okay. that's how we like met. one of my best friends. Oh, so you know what? You can go, go screw yourselves. <laughs> it is still the most depressing musical I've ever I mean, seen. I think that's what it was. There are lots of depressing musicals. <laughs> and she this loves them all. I do. I do. I can't Honestly, help that, it. that's one thing that you know people think musicals, and they're also happy and bouncy and flowers and candy. So and this oh, yeah. we're singing all the time. It's like no, it's death and disease and, and darkness. Darkness yeah. and if you want an amazing just overview of what a musical is, listen to Something Rotten's song "A Musical" because they literally go through yeah. every single genre every of a music. Nice. And at one point, he's like, "Some musicals are sad," I mean, it's just, <laughs> and it's to the beat of um, uh, "Seasons of Love." <laughs> so, speaking of rent, yeah. Yeah. Um, so top three isn't too hard for me. Uh, Phantom, uh, then Les Mis. And then Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh, nice. Very good choice. Least favorite is difficult because I've got quite a couple least favorites. (laughs) You hate everything. The Sound of Music being like, oh, God, just please take my ears now. Um, I was Maria in Sound of Music when I was 15. And while it was a great experience... If I had to hear Do Re Mi one oh, more God. fucking time, I was going to punch a Von Trap child off the <laughs> I was, I was like, Ralph. So I was Ralph when I was 13, and my voice was cracking while I was singing oh. You Are 16. Oh. Should we dance the Landlier and make each other happy? <laughs> I, I, I will say this, though, too. Uh, if I if I had an opportunity to squeeze two more in, because I'm like, now I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I don't know if those are the right answers, because I really was like... Evil Dead, the musical, and Chess were really up there, though, too. Oh, but I it's got the Chess. great song, Chess One Night in Bangkok. Oh, One Night in Bangkok. Head is amazing. I love that movie. That, I love that, that show. That show is wonderful. I DJ. can kind of top you all on how many times I had to listen to Sound of Music, because my sister's name is Liesl. Is Liesl. Uh-huh. <laughs> Cat. 
Um, mine are pretty easy ones, but it's Rent, Les Mis, and um, whatchamacallit, now my brain's blanking, Hamilton. So, I mean, those are easily my tops. Um, for the ones that I don't like, there's a couple. I mean, Cats is definitely on there. Spring Awakening was also on there. Um, and then, and I actually don't like Jesus Christ Superstar either. We had to, I mean, I went to Catholic school. We had to watch oh. it so many times. Oh, and I'm like, all my brain can think of is uh, just these Canadian days. I love that song. It's Jesus Christ Superstar season because it's Lent. Jesus Christ. <laughs> How that works. Wait, wait, what song? Oh, wait, no, that's, that's Joseph. 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 Yeah. I do yeah. love Joseph, though, too. That's Joseph, yeah. One of the best things, the reason I love Jesus Christ Superstar is because Pilot is actually in my vocal range. I can oh. sing it like a boss. <laughs> Are you excited? Are you excited for the where they're doing the live yes. version of it? Yes. Yes. The trailer today. That I'm a little, I didn't see the trailer. Oh, but I'm all about Sarah Bareilles, though. Yeah. But, so I actually have one good point, and I, I Rob and Kat, you both mentioned Hamilton, and I know we're kind of still in the honeymoon phase with Hamilton. Yeah. And yeah. I, yeah. I I do think it's fantastic. Do we think? And I hate to. Wedges in there. Do we think Hamilton's going to stand the test of time? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I absolutely do. There's enough layers to it. Honestly, like you look at the ones that take, like, spend a really long time, and it's just, um, they're ones that you can keep unpacking. And if you go back to Hamilton now and listen through everything, you'll find something new completely, like through the lyrics, through whatever. It was really hard for me not to say Hamilton is one of my top three because I have listened to it so many times over the past, what, two, three years. And I swear to God, I still hear something new and different every single time. Mm -hmm. But that's why I didn't add it into my top three, because right now I don't know if it's going to stand that test of time. How many different musicals were people completely obsessed with or won Tonys that we don't even remember anymore? Mm -hmm. I mean, I love Lin-Manuel. I love everything he does. But Hamilton, I, I don't want to be too enthusiastic almost. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I think also when you're looking at something like Hamilton where it is basically a hip opera, like they don't, there's precious little actual spoken words in that show. Mm -hmm. It's all either sung or rapped. Yeah. And you look at it as an extension of hip hop culture melded with American history, um, which is so intertwined and so just wonderfully done. Um, the one thing that I love about it is the music I don't think will ever really feel dated. No. Because there's elements of, you know, there's a lot of great musical theater songs. There's ones that, like, really touch you down deep in your soul. There's ones that make you smile, ones that make you cry. And even, you know, even the ones that are more rap-driven, hip-hop has been around since the late 70s, and it's not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. This is poetry. And you look at Shakespeare. It's all poetry. It's iambic pentameter. Even some of the stuff that's written in prose has still stood the test of time. So why not that? You know, mm -hmm. that's that's my take on it. Actually, just to, and it's definitely in one of my, I would say, my top five to top ten of um, all yes. time. To kind of piggyback off of what you just said, real quick, uh, there's an amazing TED talk out there. Uh, if you ever want to check it out, as far as poetry uh, combined with hip hop, and it was actually done by MC Lars. If you uh, if you're somebody that enjoys something like Hamilton, I highly really recommend watching that because it's actually really beautiful. Because he goes through classic Shakespeare and goes line by line and actually starts adding it to beats and says you can see clear as day where this stuff originated exactly. and came from. It's really beautifully done. Um, good. I also ahead. feel that a lot of musicals that kind of stand the test of time are period pieces. Mm -hmm. If you look yeah, at some of the ones certainly. that we're talking about, like this show, like Les Mis or Phantom, some of those shows mm -hmm. are really set in a specific time period. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's funny, too, because if, like, Les Mis now, the, the production that's now touring and just came off mm -hmm. of Broadway, that definitely is, is, is definitely a period piece. 
Look at the pictures of Les Mis when it first came out and the 80s hair that was happening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I actually remember watching, in, they used to do Channel 12, those the pledge drives and oh, everything. Yeah. It was a Les Mis live cast. And they did, um, and they had like a bunch of the original cast members and then like international cast members. And it was just a staged, they just stood in front of a mic and sang. Mm-hmm. But they were wearing like, they had the garb, they had the costumes, they had the wigs, they had everything. But they just stood in front of a mic and sang. That was actually my introduction to Les Mis. Mm-hmm. I, I never saw like the big stage production until years later. I was probably 11 or 12 when that was on on PBS. But I remember making my mother call and pledge like the $50 <laughs> so I could get that VHS tape oh, and torment yeah. my sisters with Les Mis songs for the next three and a half years. I've seen that so many times. <laughs> no, it's, so it's wonderful. I watch it on YouTube oh, still yeah. to this day where like if I can't sleep, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'll throw that in the background. Um, you know, let's jump to the next point though. Um, you know, which is kind of where we were starting to kind of boil into a little bit mm-hmm. was how we think musicals kind of correlate into geek culture uh, as an art form and why it's kind of standing the test of time. And especially with, like, the kind of, you know, geek culture, like, um, renaissance, it feels like that we're kind of in now, where it seems like it's, it's more cool wildly... It, it's Yeah, it, 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 geek chic at this point is a normal thing. Um, I don't even know who had yeah, the hands up first. Um, you know, let's... I'm going to jump to Jess. So. Yeah, okay. I thought about this for a while, and I think it's because... Nerds love to express themselves and love to find other nerds who share their love of the thing. And I really do think that musical theater is one of the purest forms of expression of self that you could possibly have. And you're, regardless of whether you're viewing the performance, you're in the performance, I've been on both sides. And there's that energy, there's that rawness there. And you... You feel isolated, but at the same time, you feel like you're part of a community. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why so many musical lovers are also super nerds. Yeah. <laughs> um, before somebody else jumps in on this, uh, to kind of roll this into more of a talking point as well, in addition yeah. to just kind of, our, well, you know, the geek culture as a community and with musicals and how they can connect, uh, there are there, I view that there's two primary entry points. Uh, non-traditional, which would be something along the lines of you know, watching a movie. Uh, versus going to a show. Like, if you're in high school and you're part of the, you know, school, school musical program and you're like, okay, you know, we're doing Jesus Christ Superstar mm-hmm. and that's what it is and you kind of are now joining into the mix, whether it was somebody in band or color guard or things like Musicals seemed like where it was a lot of people kind of breeded as as those those other two regions where you got a lot of the geeks started pulling together, where you kind of found your tribe. Uh, I think a lot of people at this table probably found themselves in one of those forms of things somewhere, if not through some form of art. Um, but as, as we said, though, ultimately, though, too, non-traditional means being things like Rocky Horror Picture Show is a really good key point where it was the outcasts at the time, if you think about the 70s. And 80s and 90s, these midnight movie ideas and things we see now with, a, we saw a renaissance a couple years back with Repo the Genetic Opera. We're seeing those things now with two with Shadowcast for Princess Bride, Sound of Music, mm-hmm. so on and so forth, where this thing is starting to kind of spearhead into its own culture of, of itself. So as you feel free to dive into this, feel free to dive into those points as well. So, um, Jada. Um, to kind of sort of take on what you said, uh, oh, sorry, what Jessica said. Musical, like, we were all kind of the outcasts. So if you look at it, a bunch of, you know, if you were in the choir, you were automatically kind of like, oh, you're the geeky choir kid. So, like, you know, we were the ones ended up on stage. And even if you got cast as the lead, you were still kind of like, you're the lead of the 
theater geeks. Like that was that was always a thing. And it's like then you think about okay, well, who's running the show? You think about your tech people. You think about your behind the scenes people. Like we were all the outcasts. So you know, this was the place where we kind of converged. And oh my God, you found other people who were just as nerdy and wanted to sing along at the top of their lungs to every single song, just like you did. So yeah, I think when I was um, a theater major in Westchester, it was sort of like. And every time the incoming freshman class would come in, it was sort of like that everyone would joke that, you know, they'd all walk in and be like, da-da-da-da-da-da! And, like, everybody would start singing. And all of our brains went, I am the singing telegram. Yes. So, I think it's a great, there's a great correlation because, again, everybody, like, geeks love to dive into their passions. And I think everybody who loves musicals really loves to dive into musicals. Uh, so everybody who loves musicals is a musical geek. Like there, I can't, I don't find people who are like, oh yeah, I like this musical kind of, it's everybody's yeah. like, Hey, I really love this musical and you need to listen to it. And I need to listen to this music all the time be right now. Cause it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I was uh, going to say one of the yeah. key things on, oh, in musicals more so, I think than any other thing is word of mouth is everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in t- terms of the, the, like the high school connection, uh, and, and when I got into musicals was in high school, um, I went to a Catholic high school around here who put on really, really amazing shows. And it was probably the, the high point of the whole entire school in terms of public performance because our sports teams where the kids are all like, oh, yeah, I play sport, blah, 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 blah. Our sports teams are always crap. Our musicals were on par, if not, you know, like, on par with, like, amazing, I don't want to say Broadway, because that's really, like, putting putting it up there, but they were pretty damn I, I want to make sure that I have this right. Shanahan, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, I, I've seen a lot of shows at Shanahan that were actually really good, though. Yeah. Yes, it's and as much, as much as we hated our director and producer, uh... She did a really good job and pushed everybody as strongly as she possibly could. Were you yep. a pro- wow. she was too. March. She yeah. was a- I-, I was trying not to say who it was. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, she would tell us this is Broadway. You have to go out on that stage and perform for these parents like it's Broadway. And they were very serious about that. Um but again, all my friends did it, uh, friends who were in the band. I met my husband because he was stage crew, um, and I was in the musical. So, yeah, it was always a really big part of our lives, but we, it was very serious in high school. Yeah. You lived oh. or died by the, oh, the musical. Yeah. Oh, and the sure. hair. The hair would never move. Oh, it doesn't. <laughs> it never does. Doesn't and it never should. Anywhere. If it does, you're doing it wrong. Also, just one thing about like geek culture, the correlation with musicals and geek cultures. Most geek-based fandoms and activities like even you know console gaming rpgs all that it's all about being another person so if you think about musicals you get up on that stage you can be anybody so you're either literally building the world you know and being part of the stagecraft of the crew or doing the lighting all that building the world that this that this show is going to happen in or you get to be one of the characters at which point you're being another person is role playing. Escapism, it's, it's, yeah. It's all about geekery, but yeah, I, I I get that because in my high school too, the musicals were a huge yeah. deal, huge deal. Now our, our sports teams were actually really good, <laughs> so <laughs> sorry about that. But um, you know, we still didn't get to be like you know our musicals were the big deal, but 
I, I have friends who I graduated with who have been on have been in Broadway and are currently touring with groups and are incredible fucking performers. So you know to say that our this area has produced some really great performers mm-hmm. here and wide is pretty cool to say. Yeah, jumping off of uh, Bill and Jess, I also went to a Catholic school that did not really have a great sports team, and musicals and the theater program were what they were known for, because I went to Carroll, and so that's like, that's what you did if you weren't a jock, and I wasn't, So I and I did chorus, so obviously, like, I did the musicals in high school. Yeah, my entry point for me, getting involved a little bit more was Rocky Horror for way yeah. too long. <laughs> uh, six years. For every Saturday night, I missed two shows in its total, but I was still at the show on those two weeks, just not performing or doing props. So it, that was rough. <laughs> um, which is what actually made me think about our opening, would you rather be stuck in a musical or this? Which is why I say no music anymore. Rob has Hey, there's line. that one woman who's d- been in Lion King since it started. Jesus. She's in the ensemble, and she has been in that show for 20 years. Oof. Hey, nice work if you can get if it, If you though. can do it, though. How seriously? That's, seriously. That's, not go crazy. Right. But I mean, even, even just one Saturday, oh, your, your Saturday night at midnight every weekend for that amount of time, brain just goes just dead. If like, you want to see Rob get ragey, try singing Rocky Horror around him. Like if we're at weddings and everybody's like, oh, we're doing the time work. You got to dance. I'm like, no. Sour face Rob. And I get angry. I visually, will, like, I'm going to the bar so and getting bad. something strong because I need it for the next three minutes. He's like, um, he gets dragged out for time warp anyway. I still get dragged out. it's your job. Because that's what everybody says and I'm not okay with that anymore. I'm going to put my foot down going forward. Thankfully, a lot of my friends are married. You can put your foot down now because it's better. It is yeah, better. Yeah. And then we'll drag you on anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll just give you the saltiest little Columbia yeah, ever. So. <laughs> you would be the saltiest little Columbia. I was Columbia before, so hey. I'm not sure. Um, Alright, so kind of looking at this a little bit more, you know, are there any, if you, if you were to say a traditional and a non-traditional entry point, what would you guys say would be the best versions of those? Not yep. traditional. Um, you mentioned this in your favorites, um, Doctor Horrible, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it was a you know a web series that was a musical that was amazing. Buffy uh, the musical episode. Yeah. <laughs> I think that with the rise of YouTube and internet things, things like Doctor Horrible, uh, a very Potter musical, which oh, I absolutely love. Oh. There are these new avenues for people that are, that are more inclusive than your traditional going to the theater seeing a show that really immerses people in the experience a little more than just listening to the cast album. Right. You're mm-hmm. kind of seeing now, like, when I was doing research for this episode for everybody tonight was, you know, the idea of what has not been turned into musicals. When I searched it, I had to Google search it. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm coming back with hits for everything. <laughs> and even if it means it was a three-minute single song on YouTube, that's not included in what you're going to hear later. But for those, that's a high chance that could turn into something now because those people are now motivated. So... Uh, anybody else with any kind of non-traditional entry points into the realm of musical that they think is kind of like the gate, one of like, a, a, jokingly putting it this way, as a gateway drug into gateway this kind drugs. of obsession? <laughs> Honestly, the, the best gateway drug I think you could have into musicals without being a full musical production is that uh, Blade Missing concert that you mm-hmm. mentioned, because mm-hmm. that was like... Arguably, everybody says that is like the best cast for Les Mis ever. 
Um, yeah. God, who's the guy who plays who plays Valjean? Cole Wilkinson. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. you can't beat him at all. Like I loved, I did love Hugh Jackman in the Les Mis movie. Well, Ramin Karalu came damn second though. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Cole Wilkinson. <laughs> I just lost my train of thought. Oh, oh, no, no, no. No, there it is. There it is. So for me, the gateway drug was the Tony Awards. Because especially when I was younger, because before YouTube, that's the only time you saw clips of shows being performed, you know, unless they were doing something on like a talk show or whatever. And then you never get the sets and everything like that. But watching those like six or seven performances every year was just like pure magic or cocaine yeah <laughs> like it was it was my drug and in I the wanted 80s, more many of the actors were on cocaine yes <laughs> are you talking about they were sweating under the lights it yes. was very hot out there <laughs> obviously alright so we actually I didn't think we were going to get to do this but I, now we have time and that's surprising alright so which could go a lot longer than I anticipate with these small points but I, I don't think that's actually going to be the case um so Overrated and underrated musicals. Whoa. So, I know we're kind of skipping a point from earlier about Broadway versus Off-Broadway, yeah. but I think our brains kind of view that a little bit differently nowadays, though, because I think Off-Broadway can almost be anything nowadays, because in your, your viewpoints. I mean, like, yes. But I mean, like, it would be any performed show, right? It would yeah. be Off-Broadway. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's, Off-Broadway is is the size of the house and the... And what the degree things. of equity it is, like Lort B, Lort C, things like that. Um, it all that, yeah. That's cool. I so like it. regional is something like the Fulton. The Fulton okay. is regional. Um, Walnut Street Theater is regional. But off Broadway then is going to be in New York at some in New York, Brooklyn, things like that. You know, but a and, certain. And with the way that we have everything set up nowadays with the internet. It doesn't even really matter if something's off-Broadway, because everybody can still hear about it and know about it and hear the songs from it. And mm-hmm. sometimes they get their own cast recordings anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, a good one. A good example of this is Lights Out uh, with oh, yeah. um, Dulé Hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Which it was, it opened here in... Uh, um, people's light, light. people's and, light. and my friend Mark Donovan was in it, <laughs> and Bill was getting married while it was airing at yeah. uh, yes. location. Yeah. We got to go see it because Bill gave us free yeah. tickets. Yeah. Yeah. It was fantastic. We still, have to but use it them. moved around. It moved over to Los Angeles and is now doing a run there. It's yeah. then going to move on, and it's working its way to Broadway. Yeah. Um, is Evil was Evil Dead the musical off Broadway? Yes, was it was. Okay, Evil that Dead was, was that was one of my favorites. Surprisingly, awesome. very good. Really <laughs> but a lot good. of anything that usually makes it to and a point of off Broadway is <laughs> usually it, it it showing has a lot of problems. Yeah. Well, you got to look at the shows. A majority of the shows, especially the smaller ones, I mean, Hamilton came from off Broadway. Yeah, you know, but you look at Godspell, Godspell. Uh, Hedwig and the Angry Inch, Little Shop of Horrors. Technically, didn't have a Broadway debut until two thousand and six. Because it had been off Broadway before, so right. yeah, yep. Um, I mean, that's where, like I said, was it, in the Heights off Broadway. That was yes, yes, awesome. We saw that that, that was off Broadway, through. and then it went on to Broadway. Okay, mm-hmm. we saw it when they came through the Fulton, and that was just phew, amazing. Right. Um, all right, so let's get into the this potentially big discussion here of <laughs> what constitutes, in our opinion, currently in today's standards, an overrated musical, and what is a very dramatically underrated For the musical. love of God, Bill is mupping right now. <laughs> so as much as I called him the king, and uh, Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber did make a big stinker with cats. Yes. yes. Thank you. Yeah. 
I think most people here with this table would more than likely if you agree that cats. It's is, mediocre. I don't cats. understand yeah. it, and yeah, I love so poetry. I love T.S. Eliot. I can't stand that show. <laughs> I was given tickets to Cats for uh, as a Christmas present by my father, who loves it. I went and I saw it, and I came out and went, "What the f? Dad? What the hell was that?" <laughs> I was 25 at the time. I'm like, I would have rathered a toaster. <laughs> My grandparents took me when I was a kid to see it in Philly. I forget where it was playing, but I'm just sitting there going, why? What's going on? Like, they were trying to do such a nice thing. They're like, let's take Jessica. She loves theater. Thanks, Mama and Papa, but this musical is terrible. <laughs> were you three at the time? Is that what you said when you were three years old? <laughs> so... I did piano lessons when I was a kid, and one of the songs we had to do was Memories from oh, Cats. God, it's like a over, homework project if you play piano. It, it was, though, because you had to practice, and so it was Memories. I'll <laughs> <laughs> the keys hatefully because you don't want to do piano or the or this song. It's a horrible song. I love how this is the airing of our childhood issues, by the way. And even in my brain, like, even, like, when you go to, is like, you know, the movie Big, and you're like, what song did I used to sing to you all the time when you were a kid? And you're like, Memories. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants Wants to hear this song ever again. The, the most disappointing thing for me was the magical Mr. Mistopheles. I was so expecting like a magic show on stage, and what I got was a was a cat who popped out of the background that I could see before he popped out of the background. There were Ghost smoke pots. There were smoke pots. I could see him drop them. <laughs> That's that's the one that's like the one song I do like from Cats. That's, I like the song. It. I like the song. Oh my god, what an underwhelming performance! The only song I like from Cats is Gus the Theater Cat into like the theatrical performance that they do. I love that piece, and that's about it. Um, to take away from Cats, I'm going to say probably one of the most overrated musicals, and it was in my my top of like hatred of musicals, Grease. Mm -hmm. I really, really cannot stand that show. Yeah, the music's kind of catching. You get that, like, 50s nostalgia. And then it's like, let's casually sing about date rape. And, you know, like, it's just, it's awful. I hate everything about that show. And I remember being in, like, middle school and high school, and everyone's like, let's do Grease. And I'm like, no. No, no, and no. To me, it is one of the most overrated pieces of crap. Well, I love the fact, too, that it's, like, a go-to for every single high school and half the time they're yes. like, well, this it's, it's, so, it's so racy and it's, it's so inappropriate. It's so inappropriate. <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's just it's one that I absolutely cannot stand. And just totally plays into that trope of like the oh, uh, sorry, Jess, no, you're good. Sorry, Keep going. Sorry, it totally it. plays into like, and this is my like feminist side coming up, but it totally plays into that. Like I need to change everything about myself in order to have a boy like me. Like no, bitch. He should be changing to please you. He like, does. But then he totally reverts but back. Totally, it's superficial. What, so he what, he learned how to his leather jacket for a while? Yeah, he learned how to run around a track. Two Good songs. job, Danny Zuko. Does that make up for the fact that you tried to date rape her on the sand at the beach? No, it doesn't. Honestly, I, I cannot stand that show. I cannot stand it. That is my anti-grease diatribe. Get some, like, Dawn dish detergent. Get rid of the grease, because I'm done. I'm done. Jess, before you go, I will say, it did produce one of my favorite songs, uh... Hopelessly codependent. The song on the guitar. Uh, oh, the magic changes. That the magic that changes. Magic changes. Yeah. That's a fantastic song. That they cut from the movie, and it's yeah. only in the stage yeah. production. Um, we were talking earlier about high school plays. Are 
director, she would never do Grease. Well, she yeah, said that she was never going to do it in a Catholic school, but listen, we did a Vita when I was there. So oh tell gosh. me how that's better. That's not better. I can't stand a Vita for that reason. There, I can't stand it either. It's just not good. What kind of message is that telling you? You can sleep your way to the top of a country? She pretty much did. That's what she did. Revelations confident. I get it, and I understand it's a true story, but we don't need a musical about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that. You don't have to apologize. Real quick, does anybody have any more? Or overrated ones before we get to underrated because I know we're gonna have a lot more underrated we, than we probably could overrated. ride this hate train. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know why. All right, Aaron, say it. Phantom of the Opera. Sorry, I'm sorry. I have. Actually, real quick, everybody, say that in normal speaking volume okay. because most likely all people heard was a weird whisper and then people screaming. Sorry. Okay. okay. <laughs> I think Phantom of the Opera is very overrated. I apologize. Same. I know there are lovers of it in here, but you Up know top. what? You know what? It's the Dead music old. is okay. I've seen it a couple of times. It's more spectacle than anything. The story is very minimal. It's oh, about no. a stalker. So I, yes, I agree. Let's, let's again go back to so, this whole patriarchal trope well, of just, like, let's go to back I to the person you. that abuses and stalks us. I just, that's, that's totally okay. It, it, it was really cool when I saw it and the fire came out of the stage. That was really cool, but... And I was younger, and then I saw it again. And Not it love, like, it's Stockholm Syndrome. Yes. Yeah, thank you, yeah. Um, you and then if you see Phantom 2 Electric Boogaloo, it's <laughs> just as bad. Oh. <laughs> There is a video out there of this of the Australian cast. I wholly recommend you all watch it with a bottle of something because you'll need it. I think I, I you know, for me, I, I there's a lot of stuff from Phantom I really love. I think it's very beautiful, and I think the stage production of it is a gorgeous show. But like, I think half of the music, and it's weird for me because I know a lot of people don't share this, is. I like about a quarter of the songs of Wicked, and I hate the rest of it fairly heavily. <laughs> oh. um, like, there's like maybe four or five songs where I'm like, this is great, and the rest of it, like, I don't want to listen to the rest he of this stuff. He won't let me play them in the car. I, I get to a point where I'm like, no, I'm good. I, I, I heard the four songs that I like, and please turn this off. And it's, it's, I, I know that show is kind of in the same kind of vein as Phantom is, it is a huge, gorgeous, beautiful stage mm. production and it, with a really good story. But I think there's a lot of the music that it kind of, it, it again, personally for me, is is just not as interesting as what's happening visually. Also, along with that, Andrew Lloyd Webber is very repetitious. Very, yes. very repetitious. So yeah. that is one, you tend to kind of get bored with like the same four Six or five notes. chords. I'll concede that point, yes. Yes, he is. <laughs> but I don't, because I like listening to things on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love rent. <laughs> Not anymore. So my question, I actually have a question about sure. this then, is because you're talking about, we're talking about Phantom and Wicked and Hamilton, and is it, are we just so inundated with it because it became such a part of the cultural consciousness? That um, we're openly sort of saying, I think we're taking this a little bit that. more visually and one by one on a personal basis. I, I, I think... You know, for example, for me, I mean, Hamilton, like, I love and know the inside of every one of those songs. Yeah. Uh, the same way that I know, you know, West Side Story or, you know, uh, you know, Joseph and, 
you know, Rocky Horror and Little Shop of Horrors. I know every one of those songs and the beats and the tempos. But the other, when you get to a show for any of us here that we're talking about any of these shows, when you hit that wall and you're like, I can't do this anymore. Like, it right. feels like you're being tortured to listen to it anymore. <laughs> I, I think that's where it falls into. But I think there's a group consensus where we talk about cats. We're like, no, this was just never a good show. <laughs> yeah. We all mostly here at this table agree that this was never a good show. But I think when we break outside of that, it becomes a one-by-one opinion. Well, like, I, um, with, when it comes to, you know, Hamilton versus, like, Wicked, I actually can see your point on that, because for me, um, and I have, I've never seen Wicked, so that might weigh into it. I've only listened to it over and over, I know. But, <laughs> you know, with, also with Phantom, too, I love Phantom, but I do agree with Rob, where, like, there are the, you know, the set songs that I love, and I love them so much, but then there's a bunch of them that are, eh. You pretty much you just know? have to buy the highlights CD yeah, and pretty you're, much. you're and good so to go. I can agree with that, whereas like something like Hamilton reminds me more of the vein of Rent or Les Mis, which is why they were on my list, because they were ones that I can't, like, picking a favorite song, I'm like, but this one's good, and this one's good, and this one's good. Like, the mm-hmm. entire thing tells a story. The music tells a story. Like, every piece is essential to the whole tale. You can't just, like, you know, skip out on one. Like, I can skip songs on, like, some ones. But, like, with Hamilton, no, you listen to all of them. With Les Mis, you listen to all of them. (laughs) Like, it's one of those, like, those are the ones where they really, like... So I think that's what makes it a little bit different. When the whole show is start to finish track one to the final track, when it's one story and there's not a break, and you finish the song, you're like, but I'm already singing the lines to the next song because there is no stop. Mm-hmm. That I think is is something that shows, I think a show that is probably not overrated. When your yeah. brain immediately goes to the next song because it's the next part of the story, it's no different than the way that we look at a movie like well, most of us probably at this table look at a movie like Star Wars or uh, you know with some some that we jokingly like talk about, but still ultimately love like Clue. We know those movies line by line by line. Mm-hmm. Somebody mm-hmm. says one, you're already on the next line. You mm-hmm. know what comes next. Mm-hmm. Those are big and they're important to us. So I think when we talk about shows like Les Mis and the that, writing's really good. those yeah. are, I, I think you can't seamless. view them as overrated. Do they stand the test of time? Some of them may not, but to us now in our culture, they're very important. Mm-hmm. TJ. Uh, what I was going to say got covered, so never mind. Oh. <laughs> I apologize. Um, underrated. This is when we're going to see a thousand and one things pop up. So let's start with TJ. Uh, so my problem with my top two overrated is they're not on Broadway anymore. You can really only find them. Maybe you could get the, uh, maybe you could get like the soundtrack somewhere, but like Big Fish, Mm -hmm. uh, I've never seen so many grown men ball in a theater. Openly weep. Openly weeping. I've heard amazing things about it. It was fantastic. That's awesome. I didn't even know it was a musical. It It was only on for a very short time. I mean, we've all seen the movie, right? Yes. 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 Okay. So, yeah. When the father passes away, there is a song, and at the end of that song, it cuts... It's about how he he's supposed to die, and it cuts back to him in the bed, and all you hear is the beep of the flatline, oh. and there was not a dry eye in the house. I definitely it ugly was, cried. I mean, yeah, it, was it was full was, out, like, ugly crying. There was a man two feet taller than me and built like a linebacker, bawling two seats in front of me. Um, and then the other one, uh, Dirty Rocks and Scoundrels, was a fantastic musical. 
Yeah. That I, could I didn't listen. know it was a musical. That's it, awesome. It was with um, Norma Le- Norman Leo Butts. Norbert Leo Butts. Norbert and John Lithgow. Okay. Okay. And in the, in the middle of the CD, as you're listening to the CD, John Lithgow comes on and goes, if you have not seen the, this, spoilers are ahead. Please stop the tape. Go to Broadway. Watch the show. And then come back and listen. If you've already seen the show... Go see it again, because I have children to put through college. <laughs> but Excuse if me. you've already seen it, continue and go on. And it's like just, that's the humor that was in Dirty Rots and Scoundrels. And, but neither of them are on Broadway anymore. Mm-hmm. So all I could do is go go out and buy the soundtracks, because maybe they'll make a revival. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, again, it's something I brought up earlier, but it's a show that not a lot of people know, um, which is or Noel is Evil Dead the Musical. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I still view it's incredibly underrated because it's one of the things that's difficult is to have amusing, catchy songs. The second is to be funny and have funny, amusing, catchy songs. But also just to make fun of such a schlocky, crappy horror movie <laughs> that people still honor and hold true to that's still relevant today. Like, we have a new show on TV that's a continuation of that. But I think it's it, it's still kind of just a wonderful show. And anytime I've introduced somebody to it, they're like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. It makes the best, most referential fun of something so dumb and in such a fun and loving way. And it's just such a great show. Um, I would have to say one of my favorites that I think is very underrated is the musical Pippin. Um, it comes off as a little dated now. You've never seen it? Okay, yeah, we're, we're going to have to watch it. Pippin sometime because it's, yeah. it's actually really good. And if we can find the Ben Vereen cast of it, yeah. we're watching that. They did a really good job updating it for yeah. this last Broadway run. That's fantastic. That's we did it in, when I was in Westchester. I wasn't in the production um, because I was in marching band at the same time. So we were you couldn't feasibly do yeah. both. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, if you look at it, when it was introduced, you were coming. It was sort of the coming-of-age tale of... Prince Pippin, who was Charlemagne's kid, and it's all about him trying to find his way and try to figure out who he is, find his corner of the sky, if you will. Um, so it's just it's it's a really beautiful tale, and there's you know there's romance, there's conflict, there's the father son dynamic, um, there's the feeling of not being understood, and it kind of you know and it's all told from his perspective, but then there's also um, the sort of storyteller aspect with um, the narrator who who in the original production, I believe, was Ben Vereen. Yes. Um, when we did it in college, there were th- they split that part into three roles, which was really cool because they had um, they had a female and two males play that part. Mm-hmm. And they kind of broke it into like certain aspects, like they would split the songs up and sometimes they would harmonize. Um, and it was really beautiful. And I remember sitting in the like the thrust theater space where it was just completely around and you felt like you were in a circus. Like there was just it, and it's very, you know, this there's kind of that like Harlequin aspect to that show anyway, because again, that's sort of the same era as um like Jesus Christ Superstar and Godspell, where things were theater was colorful and vibrant, and you know, you had that sort of 70s feel to it. But uh, and this was back in like the late nineties when we did it at Westchester, but it very much like, I don't know. It's just one of those, one of those uh, plays, one of those shows to me that just really speak to that, that part of like, you know, we all have to find our way somehow. And this is sort of kind of showing just one person's journey. I just love it. That's awesome. Um, underrated. Cat. 
Um, mine's a weird one, but Nightman Cometh. That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I haven't seen this. We saw that years ago. So it was the, it was a tiny blibbit. Um, it was when um, we saw it in Upper Derby. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. For those of you that are not familiar with the Nightman Cometh, it is <laughs> always funny in Philadelphia. It was so. Charlie funny. writes a musical. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. But we got to see it live. Got, on oh, stage. God, that was some of the funniest things I've ever seen. It was. Yeah. Oh my god, it was so funny. <laughs> oh god, and the things that they do in that show and say, I don't know how they get away with, but oh God, I know it's fantastic. Additional underrated. I have one. <laughs> oh, and then we'll go to Jess. <laughs> Mainly because if you had no idea what this musical was or who actually wrote the story behind it, um, and you knew the guy who wrote the story behind it, but without knowing that he wrote it, you would absolutely have no idea that this would come out of his mind. Hairspray. Because it was John, John Waters. Waters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is actually kind of nice and uplifting. And wait a minute, just John Waters? What? <laughs> and then you go to Crybaby and you're like, oh, this is John Waters. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but also with Hairspray, you have a lot of aspects of, I mean, there's the whole racial segregation versus integration and that whole like 1960s kind of fight for equality but also you have a lot to do with body positivity Mm -hmm. you have a lot to do with acceptance and fat acceptance and just general accepting of people as who they are and anybody can be beautiful and anybody can be talented doesn't matter what color you are doesn't matter what size you are doesn't matter what you look like you can still sing you can still dance and you can still you know have your hair teased up that's one of the beautiful things about john waters is he's always done an amazing job of of doing that well think about it because he's always been an outcast yes absolutely you know i mean like you look at go back to pink flamingos i mean i mean that's so uncommon to think of at the time that it was shot what it was doing so yeah it's very amazing to see some of the things jess so mine is i think it's underrated for a slightly different reason than most people have stated so far (laughs) i am so sad that it hasn't been to broadway yet i'm still holding out hope the hunchback of notre dame the updated Aww. musical version that they did in California and then never brought to Broadway because honestly, it is one of the most underrated Disney scores ever. It is peak Alan Menken and just the I love the score fire. is so beautiful. Oh, so and they updated it a little bit. And I know that the whole story overall has been Disney-fied and talking gargoyles <laughs> and whatever. But the music is so rich and beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it's a crime that it hasn't been on Broadway yet. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. When I went to Disney the first time in uh, 99, they actually had a truncated musical version of that. And it was maybe oh, like wow. a 40-minute show. I went back and saw that thing five times. It was, but it was, it literally was like a little Broadway musical, but it was, that music is just gorgeous. When he sings the song, um, now, and now I'm like totally blanking when he's, when he's holding the, um, little thing of Esmeralda that he's in. Not Hellfire. Not that one? That's the one that Frollo sings. Yes. What's, no, the one he's, he's, it's Quasimodo and he's Heaven's Light. Heaven's Mm -hmm. Light. So good. I ball. Every single time. (laughs) Yes. Uh, any last ones before we get ready to take our break? Uh, I will give an honorable mention uh, because our good friend uh, introduced us to this when we were doing interviews with her. It's our good friend, Azzy, uh, who had a song uh, called uh, The Mad Hatter, which was from Alice. Wonderland. Wonderland. Uh, yeah, it was yeah, it was the Wonderland show that never made it uh, all the way. But it's got yes, some... I think it went 45 performances. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it had some really 
awesome, amazing music, and it's a shame, and I'm hoping one day we'll find a way to... I think the show itself was a bit more distracting, because we tried watching yeah. a little bit of it, and so I can see why it didn't really, but I will say there are some musical gems in there. Yes, yeah, like, and I, th- I think if they have an opportunity to retool that show and find a way to make it work, there's a lot to love it's there. It's Frank Wildhorn. Of course they'll retool it. Yeah. <laughs> they cannot leave what? anything alone. Frank Wildhorn changing around his musicals. What are you talking about? Alright, well with that, let's take a break, and when we come back... Uh, we're going to get into our favorite songs from musicals and then go into some interesting different discussions. So with that, we'll be right back. Picking a favorite song from a musical it's is not like fair. picking a favorite child. It's time for you, Ash, to die. It's time for us, zombies to rise. It's time for you to say goodbye. It's time for... Oh, it's time... Time to hurt demon feelings Inside These two walls there can be only one It's time Time to fight To increase time to demon roll. bleeding Time to kill Kick you swear You will Aiming die By the saw or the gun It's time to We're back. All right. So when we went to break, uh, we had still one other point we still wanted to touch on from the first part that we get a chance to do, and that is our favorite songs from a musical. Very specifically, our specific one absolute favorite. Like we had to like say this is the only song from a musical we could ever listen to ever again. It would be this. Um, I have no idea because I'm seeing a lot of angry faces <laughs> around the table You're very uh, mean, on Rob. what this would be. Uh, but Jess seems like she has an idea of what that would be. I maintain that this is not a fair question. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Because it Sophie's depends choice, on... man. What's, what, what mood am I in? Do I need a sad ballad? Am I, do I want to cry? How about this? Do I want to... That's the What are thing. your top three? That's better. Yeah, it's a little bit easier. If I can give you an option for three songs, I think this makes it life a little bit more simplistic. Okay, I have to think, think about that. that. Yeah. All right. Uh, does anybody have anything to start with? <laughs> no, has anything to start with. I'll start. All right, I, I gave you, I tripled your opportunities for answers, and everybody's like, I don't even still know. Go ahead. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, "Dirty Rotten Number" from "Dirty Rotten Scoundrels" because that's just hysterical. Um, I want to be a producer from the producer, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, please have a title in the song. Please have the title in the song. Huh. What? Both of the songs you have are literally the title of the show. <laughs> um, I know, now you have to tip a theme. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, one last time from Hamilton. Mm. Oh, that's, that's good. actually yes. one of that's mine. One too. <laughs> yeah. uh, I can easily go now because okay. one last time is actually definitely my my list. Uh, Halloween from Rent. Uh, it's oh, a very short, short yes, song. Such a great good. song. Uh, but it is a really wonderfully beautiful song. Like every time I see it, and especially when we saw like the filmed version of it, it was just, you know, Anthony Rapp walking down in the autumn leaves falling after leaving the cemetery. Mm. It was just like, that's so perfect. Um, and last but not least goes back to my favorite underrated going from Evil Dead, which is, what the fuck was that? <laughs> because that song always just makes me smile. It doesn't matter what mood I'm in, the moment I hear it, uh, I immediately just am just giddy and smile. Can I ask a real quick question? Sure. Are we talking about songs that we love to sing, or are we talking about like songs that 
Because I, I have songs that I appreciate very much and that I love. You but can not choose in my to take this range. any way that you want. Um, songs <laughs> that I absolutely love to sing, um, Satisfied from Hamilton, because that's just, that is so my jam. Like, every person who's ever had that, like, chemistry with somebody that can completely just never happen, that's, yeah, that is, that is, that is my, that is like a theme song. I love that one. Um God, you're so evil. I, I know. This is really tough. I have two. You have so two? apparently we can yeah. just move on to the next part. Yeah, we can. We'll skip all this so nobody has any what favorite songs two? anymore. A favorite, a favorite <gasps> diva battle from Rent would be "Take Me for Who I, for What I Am." Awesome. Take me or leave me. Yeah, take me or leave me. Take me for. Uh, sorry, take me for. Take me or leave me. Yes, but that's a that's a really fun song. Um, I don't know. It's so oh God, hard. What's the um from Rent? <laughs> what's the um, Roger song? One song, one song, one song. Yes, that's a good one. That's one of mine. Yeah. And then uh, the last unicorn, Rob. <laughs> yeah. I can sing it forever. <laughs> okay, I think I have three. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Um, one day more. From Les Mis, again, because I sing all the parts. So oh my God. Les Mis starring me. <laughs> um, the second one is Who Lives, Who Dies, Who Tells Your Story from Hamilton because oh, I ball. I've listened Every to time. it so many times. Every and time. by the end, I'm crying. I'm like trying to sing Eliza's part. And I'm like, I can't do it. Wait no. for it. Wait for it. It's another one. I just, I, I, I love yeah. that song. No, I will never get tired it. of that song. That's another one I listen to over and over yep. and over and over yeah. again. I listen to it once and then I immediately hit repeat. Yeah. Immediately. And then my third one, because I'm a hopeless romantic, is 10 minutes ago for Rodgers and Hammerstein Cinderella. <laughs> because that is the song that is just perpetually stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. I'll like, be walking somewhere and humming to myself, and it's Aww. always that goddamn song. <laughs> so that's probably my third one. It's okay. Skid Row from Little Shop is one of my favorites, though, too. So. I could have danced all night from My Fair Lady. I love that, one. that one's so good. I don't know why I love that show so much, but it's built that one. You made it worse by saying you could pick three. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, probably I know. sure I did. So. And I'm not gonna pick songs that make me cry like you guys have said with the. On the street where you live song. is from. Um, yeah, My, my Fair Lady. I sing that to that's, my kids all the time. That's one of my ones that's like super high up too. Uh, from, from Phantom, uh, past the point, uh, point of no return. <gasps> that's right. Because the music in that is just. Like the big organ, like ah! um, oh gosh, I had more of them. I had more of them, and they they've just escaped my memory. No, wait, no, day by day from God's. Oh, I know. Yes. <laughs> What's the name of the song that the baker's wife sings in um in uh, into the woods? Into the woods. Oh, baker's, the uh, oh, baker, baker's wife lament pretty much. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think that's what it's called. Yeah. That one's a really, really beautiful song. That is a good one. Oh, I had another one. I turned mine down. Ooh, what are yours? Yeah, my, my, my brain keeps going. Okay. This one. I this one. This, yeah, one. this one. This is why you pick your three and you just stop uh, You walk okay, away. Okay, so I kind of have four because... Right, well, hold on. Bill's I'm still... Bill's still... Oh, sorry. Sorry, I don't, sorry, don't, don't want to stop thinking. He's That's the problem. Thinking. So I... Well, we're we're going to say every song from the Muppets. And done and done. No! I'll stop it too. Somebody's getting... If you think of another one, just let me know. Ooh, Rainbow Connection. Oh, that's a good one. All right. Okay. So um, I have two from Sunday in the Park because I can't decide which one I like more is Finishing the Hat or it's a song called Sunday, which I cry every time I hear it because it's just so beautifully done in its choir and it's, um, you know, it starts very soft and then it just builds in this crescendo and it's beautiful. Um, I Miss the Mountains from Next to Normal um, where she's starting to realize that she's not having the highs and lows because her medicine is making her just flat 
And it's really, I just love the, the, the theme behind that song. And then Sideshow, You Should Be Loved, sung by Norm Lewis, who has the voice of a god. Um, <laughs> one that I hear, and I absolutely just, it like guts me every single time, is uh, it's from The Waitress. Um, oh god, she used, oh, to, be used to be mine. She used oh. to be mine, where she's like lamenting the girl that she feels she could have been, and who she used oh. to be, and it's just like she's trapped in this sort of like mundane existence where she can't, I mean, she's She's trapped in this dead-end, nowhere job in town, and she's, like, trying to figure out, like, kind of where her life went wrong. It's just, like, it's Sarah Bareilles, who I just, her voice is just oh. stunningly gorgeous. Um, and it's it's just beautiful. I love that one. That's awesome. Anybody else ready to go? I know we have Kat. And, well, yeah, that's right. You did. You, I said I said some random ones. Yeah, maybe she had last unicorn. Yeah, yeah last unicorn. That's why my brain was like, no, just shut that <laughs> You're out. You're just like, I'm, I'm just gonna ignore that you said that. So <laughs> I remember my third one. Okay, what's your third one? Sentimental man from Wicked. That oh. is a beautiful <laughs> song, dude. I got to hear I Ben Vereen do that. Like, I could see you singing. It was amazing. <laughs> From, from Chicago. Chicago. Oh. Yeah. You would knock the it's, socks off of that It's song. been forever since I've seen or heard or listened Chicago. to Chicago. Chicago's yeah. one of my all-time favorite shows. I adore Chicago. Uh, if, if we want to go for uh, movies, the Elephant Love song medley from Moulin oh, Rouge oh, has been beautiful. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, we haven't even brought up uh, this. Uh, what's the, the big Kiala Seidel song from? This is me. This is me. Yes. Yeah. Holy God. Yes. <laughs> so good. So and good. That, Every time you hear "This Is Me," it's just like yes. <laughs> that's the problem with saying what, what's your favorite song or what's your favorite it, it, song. It, in your brain. Yeah. It's difficult. Like there's so many for us. Saying. Like where you're just gonna be like honorable mention, honorable you mention, mentioned. honorable uh-huh. mention. Because but again, I think the reason that it's important to kind of do that stuff is like every time you tell somebody. That doesn't know you for like people that listen to a show. Is that these are some of the songs in my brain that I could say. Here's these three. It's no different than somebody saying uh, sending a Facebook quiz or one of those things. It's like what's the top five movies that tells you who I am as a person. It, it, the moment that somebody listens to a show like this and says, "Okay, well, I really lash on to the way that this person thinks," and you say those three, it, it kind of peels back a layer to who you are, though I think as a person, mm-hmm. even though it's difficult as fuck yeah. for us to do that. Um, I think it's a cool way to kind of still. Tell people who we are at the same time, our favorite things and passions at, at this moment in time. So, all people are going to get from me is, "Damn, this girl really loves unicorn." Yeah. <laughs> there is nothing. I'm wrong sure. With that I'm guy. sure everybody does, and it's kind of like, "Wow, I didn't think anybody really liked America that much." But. <laughs> oh lord! Fantastic. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, so let's take it to the next sta- stage of what we wanted to talk about tonight. So, here's an interesting one too, because. For me, I, this is a lot harder on me, but I'm sure for a couple of people in this room, they already know immediate answers. And we already know Jada from what she said earlier, and I, she already has probably a good one in her brain from what this topic is, because she kind of brought that up already, is a musical that we would love to see updated to a modern era, kind of updating the message, maybe the music, things like that. I know you brought up Grease, so I'm sure that's a big one that you... <laughs> Probably. I would rather see an update of Pippin, and like you said, they did a really amazing job with it um, in its last run on Broadway. And I'm I'm mom of three; I don't get out too much to go see a lot of Broadway shows. Although I wish I really could, Um, but I would rather see something like that. Grease. Well, I, I don't. Sa- I feel like that's beyond saving. Uh, But I see what you're saying. I'm saying more along the lines of it's something that 
maybe has a really good backbone, but maybe it's feeling outdated by today's standards, mm-hmm. where the music is just not... Like, there's a couple really solid songs in there, but we could see a massive change, even if it was, you know, whether it's four My years or 30 years, you know, updating into a new mm-hmm. new kind of spectrum, whether you're completely changing the dynamic some way, or shape, or form. Yeah. Um, so I figured this is a fun way to kind of play for, this idea. For me, I would have to say My Fair Lady, because I adore that show. I actually remember seeing that when my high school did it, before I was even in high school. My sisters were in the ensemble cast of it, and there's aspects of that musical I absolutely love, but I hate the ending. I hate it. But I love everything else except that last four and a half seconds where she walks back into Henry Higgins' studio. Sorry, spoilers. Uh, <laughs> she walks back into his office. And that is like, I'm just so disappointed for, in her for going back to him. Like, I wanted her to go off and be with Freddie and live on the street where they lived and be happy forever. And Then you would have been TJ because TJ didn't know for years that that's how it ended. Because he would always end the movie prior to her walking no, no, back. No. I, I saw and, the movie once. Yep. And I must have fallen asleep, left the room. <laughs> She, he, I, I saw him go into his into his study, kick his feet up, and put his hat on, and then that was it. That was the end of the movie for me for about fifteen years. <laughs> yeah. So Jada, if only you could have lived in uh, Tiji's brain. If only I could have lived in your life, where she never went back. I actually had arguments um, with another one that I would love to see, sort of maybe updated and maybe even set in sort of a modern setting, is actually West Side Story. It's. And I love, I love the sort of, I love the 60s feel and the 60s aspect of it, like, you know, the jets and the sharks. But it might be cool to see that in sort of an updated um, scenario. Interestingly enough, Lin-Manuel Miranda is talking about taking a little bit of what he did in, in the Heights and updating West Side Story well, he, with... And my he did that. Well, with I mean, they're saying Lin-Manuel as far as taking that to Broadway. Like, okay. No, they did. So they redid West Side Story, but and he came in and wrote all of the sharks... Because he put it all oh, in, in nice. Spanish, right? Oh, nice. But I think they were saying they're they're talking about it. This is going to be a full run oh. permanently. Like this is going to be the new version of the show. Kind yes, of think please. of like yeah. when you take like Les Mis, while the music didn't change, but like hey, the stage show completely yeah. did. And, and they're talking about yeah. doing that with West Side. Speaking okay. of West Side Story, how freaking cool is it that Rita Moreno wore the same dress to the uh, was it to the Oscars to the Oscars, the Oscars that she wore in 1963 when that movie freaking came out like I think when she won her life Oscar freaking for that. goals life goals to that woman because she is forever the Anita she's my and hero. she's amazing uh, so two so two points I'll bring up uh, is it did they update My Fair Lady as the star is born isn't that basically the same plot just moving I don't know I've never seen Star is Born okay I don't yeah. think so um Star is Born is, is kind of its own animal, it's about, uh, but uh, My Fair Lady is based on Pygmalion, which is a play. Yeah, no, no, I, I, no I mean, I realize that, but Star is Born is basically all the parts of My Fair Lady just renamed. Kind of. Yeah. Um, funny enough, on the West Side Story, I heard an interesting thing that might be St- Steven Spielberg's next movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, sure, why not? But I think one of the problems with updating a musical to modern times is... I'm just going to randomly pick one and say South Pacific. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to update without losing what the musical was actually about. Well, it's hard with a lot of shows that are set in a time where you can't pull it out of that. Right. And you know, I, I like, feel like with West Side you could. Absolutely. Yeah, West Side you have to update some of the lingo and colloquialisms that they use because it was very 1960s. Uh, real quick, this very oh, small point on this. I, no, I didn't mean to cut you off either, though. Uh, the best way I can say to think about this, though, too, in an odd kind of way, is think of... Um, uh, Christ, was it Luke Besson? I can't remember. Um... 
No, it wasn't. It was uh, the guy that did Moulin Rouge. Oh, Baz Luhrmann. Baz Luhrmann. I think of Romeo and Juliet. Yes. You took the original whole thing and and said, hey... Yes, but that but Shakespeare, Shakespeare can be told in any time period because yeah. you look at some of the histories that he did, like Julius Caesar, they were actually written to be portrayed by the Elizabethan actors. Like, they had references to clocks and stuff right. like that. It wasn't necessarily, they weren't always on stage in togas. So, a lot of Shakespeare can be told in modern setting, and frequently is. West Side um, Story is basically Romeo and Juliet. It is. Anyway, right. yeah. so... Yeah. No, but well, I think we were talking... Oh, oh, sorry, no. Go <laughs> no, ahead, no. Like, we you were talking it. about, um, like, South Pacific... It's based in World War Two. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's there, are certain, there are certain things yeah. that are set in that time capsule that you cannot really move them from. Yeah. But there are some that are a little bit more... Oh, absolutely. Sliding fluid. Yeah. And you can kind of kind of work around. around. So I would love to see... Because um, I never really... Do, like, I remember Mary Poppins as a kid, but it wasn't like... Instead of like just redoing what there was, I would love to see them do like a modern day retelling completely, mm. where they explore more of the classist issues of modern day. Uh, and I would like, I think that would yeah. be a really awesome retelling. I wouldn't be surprised so. if you see that actually really mm-hmm. touched upon in the Mary uh, Poppins, the, the Mary Poppins yeah. Returns that has Lin Manuel so. in it. I hope so. Because um, how amazing is it that he got cast as Bert? So oh my God, so amazing! Yes. <laughs> and, and I have to bring this up just because it is one of my absolute favorite musicals, but it is kind of dated. Rent. I would yes. really love to see Rent kind of updated because it can be a little transient. You're going to have those bohemian types in pretty in communities like New York anytime in the village. So, you know, it would be interesting, you know, those like leave the message beep kind of yeah. things. They wouldn't have answering machines now. Yeah. You know, it would be true. like a text message or something like that. You wouldn't necessarily have Roger, this is your mother. Like, they wouldn't <laughs> have that so much. Um, and maybe Roger's mom would still leave voicemails in 2018. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I mean, like, you know, like you have a show that's really all about the, you know, boom of the AIDS epidemic in the yeah. 1980s. And if you look at it now, you could still really easily view that in some other kind of major life-altering crisis. Whether it's yes. a, a massive depression where it's going to lead to homelessness or anything like these things now that like current generations are faced with. Um, there's a lot of ways I think rent can easily be updated, but it does alter small pieces of that. But I think the main story and the message mm-hmm. kind of stays still the same. Sing through. Oh, yeah, definitely. And that'd be Bohem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so good. <laughs> um, any other updates people want to kind of see or do they think they things are Ooh. kind of heavily Ooh, I've got one I've got one okay so you guys I'm surprised neither one of you brought this up yet Spring Awakening as told from like the Southern Baptist like Ooh. Christian upbringing of like the uber conservative <laughs> oh, fundamentalist man, side that's great that would be I mean you know they all have German names and all yeah. that but that would be a really interesting um, sort of update to that show yeah. just just absolutely I know you guys hate it I know. I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> I love it no she was making faces at me for a second so I was just making faces no, I'm just not sure how much would actually change I probably wouldn't change much. it wouldn't which would be why it would be yeah. a really good the update costuming cool would update. be so much easier the costuming would be really cool but the music is already really modern yeah, yeah. yeah. so I mean that again awakening, so you kind of already have that just Drop it into another setting. Mm-hmm. Update the setting mm-hmm. so that I don't have to wear whatever that was with, like, the collar and the... Yeah, oh, yeah. Oof. Don't, don't kid yourself. quite a dress. Christian fundamentals wear that stuff all Oh, Listen, yeah, that's true. I mean, it would probably... Listen, bitch, out, I had a fucking bustle. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have a bustle. It was glorious. All right. Uh, let's move into the next point here, um, which kind of gets into some interesting things because I know immediately one specific that everybody's going to bring up right off the bat. So I'm going to get it out of the way. 
so TV shows have a big, huge trend of doing musical episodes for quite some time. Uh, and one of the things I said is, what were the best and what are the worst? And when I think of what is the best is going to be most people's answers, which is, once more with feeling, from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I immediately took oh, that answer away from everybody no! else, including you myself. Monster. Because when I wrote this, I know that's what a lot of us were going to think about. Um, so, as far as the best that are outside of that, just already seems like she knows exactly what that's going to be. I do, because I love it, and I love the conceit of it, is the musical episode from Scrubs. Oh, I love that one so much. It's just very well done, and everyone seems like they're having such a good time with it. And some of the songs get stuck in your head like, whoa. I actually got to jump in real quick, because one of my anniversary gifts to Kat early on in our relationship was me and Kenny, uh, who's my best friend. Um, we did a, a, a video of Guy Love. Yes. To yes. our significant others at the time, obviously. My significant other now being my wife. So... Um, so it was, yeah, it, there's a lot of really fun songs in that. So it's I completely, so fun. completely agree. Erin. Um, I'm totally going to steal this because TJ's going to get mad. Yeah. The musical episode of The Flash was yes! freaking awesome. Yes! Because you have Darren, Chris, and Grant Gustin who were yeah! in Glee anyway yeah. and are amazing. No, and, uh, and, and Melissa Supergirl, Bonilla. yeah. Melissa Bonilla. Was she, she was in that? Yeah, she, she was in later seasons. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And actually, awesome. my, my, my would, would actually be Glee because every episode was a musical. I know, I loved it so much. <laughs> no, but seriously, if I could get Papa Joe and Victor Garber to sing The More I Could Wish You every day in my life, I'd be happy. <laughs> Damn voices, girl. Oh, yeah. uh, she TJ? stole mine. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Jess and both of you yeah, stole yeah, my answer as well. Well, there's uh, really... There aren't that many. There's I have an honorable good. mention, but I'll wait until everyone else goes. I oh, I don't have any. Yeah, Kat, no, you're, you're, you're stuck. Jada, you're stuck. Yeah. Billy, yeah. are you no. stuck? I'm a little stuck. I'm coming up with... I really don't have much. It's not so much a musical episode, but a big musical number was the How I Met Your Mother episode, the Nothing oh, Suits Me Like a yes. Suit. And so pretty cute. much just because it's Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. And he's yeah. amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was being wonderful. That it was just such a little fun uh, montage. Am I the only that person in the world who's never watched this show? Oh, I've seen it's no. really good up until the final episode. So many times. We much. don't talk about yeah. the final season. We stop <laughs> at the yeah. second to the yeah. last season, but it's pretty, pretty fantastic up until I'll put it on my summer reading list. There were a couple of musical episodes, not musical musical episodes but episodes with musical numbers in Star Trek Deep Space Nine yes after they had the holodeck program with Vic Fontaine like the you know the the lounge singer that was almost like a Frank Sinatra that was amazing and he did an amazing job interacting with you know these real people even though he's just a hologram and he's you know providing (laughs) so much good advice for these people and also singing amazing you know like Lounge songs. Well, if you're going to talk about that, then you'd have to talk about Angel with. Um, yes, that's exactly. Um, why can't Lauren. I think of Lauren? Lauren. Yes, Lauren, mm-hmm. who could only read people's auras if they sang karaoke for him. Which I feel like that. Barry would be Manilow, my gift oh as Mandy. Well. Yes, yes. <laughs> and Angel was so wonderful and synonymous. It was amazing. I do have one more, and and it's weird because it doesn't really fit into the musical episode because every episode has a song and kind of a musical number. Mm-hmm. For my crazy ex-girlfriend. Yes. I've heard that and I need to check it out still. Me and too. every so every episode has a big musical number. And in this last season, most recent season, they've kind of taken the style of a couple of different musicals. Like in one musical uh, one show, one episode they did Chicago. Oh fun. which was fantastic. Um but that the they 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 work them into That's into the plot awesome. really well. I just wanted to mention Gallivant for a second. Yes! 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 yes
getting the cat, and I had a feeling <laughs> that was going to pop up. Well, I, yeah, I, I think Alan Menken. I mean, even the fact that they cast a quote unquote young Alan Menken in there and have have Gareth <laughs> make up, fun Alan of Menken. shut up Menken, you know. <laughs> It's this wonderful, beautiful moment. Like, I, it's, I, yeah, no, that show is oh, just, there's so, so many amazing, beautiful songs. I love that they play into the tropes and they're uh-huh. like, this is going to be cheesy and you're going to like it because it's awesome. Hell, their first song of the second season was, holy God, we got a second season. <laughs> I mean, I, and one of my favorites, though, too, is Sid. Uh, it, it's in season two when they're about to, quote unquote, storm the castle. It's their rebellion song and it's this kind of like, you know, it, it, they know they're all going to die in this process. And you slowly see the background cast slowly disappear. <laughs> and ends up, at the end of his finale of the song, it's just him. And it's like all That's these so little moments. Like, so yeah, like, it was a super lame-ass song, and then it, it was... But they, they played with those ideas so beautifully and wonderfully. Oh. And I, it, it's it's so sad that that show didn't get it. I think it could have ended beautifully with season three. I think it was too smart for cable television, honestly. Yeah, just yeah. the True. fact that... We're sitting so here, good. a group of musical nerds, and we loved that kind of stuff, but I don't think it played to a larger audience. Yeah. Do you no, have any additional? No, that was the yeah, Agalavance, just... Um, I, honorable mention for me, for, I, I still have not seen it, but I heard a lot of people talk about that there was a Supernatural musical episode. I heard that a lot of people kind of somewhat enjoyed it. Or, when was that one? Or either that, or maybe it's this coming season that they're. I keep seeing advertisements for a Scooby Doo. Yes, they're doing a Scooby Doo. They're getting they're getting pulled into an episode. Well, I heard there's kind of a borderline musical (laughs) episode of Supernatural. So I, 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 honorable mention if they actually did that, but I could be totally fucking wrong. So, um, but I will say I think um, Doctor Horrible belongs in this category. Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, Because it was episodic. uh, Whether it was even though it was that's how it was made. Right. Uh, And I, I do think that there are so many amazing. Uh, songs in that show, but I think the one that everybody really latches onto, Nathan Fillion, when you see the first appearance of Captain Hammer. Yes. Uh, or uh, Brand New Day is, I think, my personal favorite song from that entire sh- you know, series. Yeah. Uh, and it breaks down into what everyone sings, which one everyone sings. <laughs> so out of curiosity, I, I just Googled uh, musical uh, musical episodes, and I got an article talking about the top ten, uh, the, the, the top uh, musical episodes. We already talked about some of them. But Grey's Anatomy apparently had a musical episode. Uh, Scrubs Oz. The, the prison show. The prison show. <laughs> had a show called sure. Variety. So here's my question. Is when... I don't know. I, I got no, nothing no, 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 no. At what point is it good and at what point is it jumping the shark? I'm pretty so, sure with Oz it was jumping the shark. At that one it was too. Psych, it, Psych the musical. musical. Episode was not good. Xena oh, the Warrior Princess had a musical. I don't yeah. remember that one, but I'm sure I've seen I it. I don't remember that one either. Community had a musical episode. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah they did. The, that the 70s the show. That was the Christmas one. one. It was yeah. the Christmas choir episode, which yeah. was actually Where they fun. made, they were like ripping off of Glee. Like they were riffing off of Glee. Yes. Oh, one, yeah. They were like, let's go to regionals. And like, they And honestly, yeah, it was, I kind of feel like I need to go back and watch that now because of not watching Glee. After, after we uh, it, yeah. Because Troy Abed's, you know, Jehovah's Witness Christmas rap was kind of amazing. <laughs> that '70s show had that '70s musical. Oh. Ally McBeal had a musical, yeah. which doesn't surprise me. Chicago Hope had a musical, and apparently George Clooney guest starred in it. Uh, How I Met Your yeah, Mother, yeah. Girls vs. Suits, Daria the Musical. Oh, man. The Fosters, the show. I have no idea what, what? that show is. Fringe, Brown Betty. Huh? And Seventh Heaven, Red Socks. Yeah. 
Alright, so All right. we talked about shows yeah. that did, shows that we enjoyed that did, uh, and then what about the shows that we wish did? TJ. I'm going to take this one. Uh, the CW sh- show should have a four-part crossover where the main goal is to get Stephen Amell to sing. Yes! <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. Yes. So the Arrowverse... Just error, get him to sing. Just get him to sing the entire, all four shows. Every time a musical number starts, they all turn around to look for Stephen Amell, and he's gone. He's vanished out of the room somehow. He's been captured, and they have to no, 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 free him. And the no, no, he just, every the time the music starts, he leaves. And the end of the show, <laughs> the, Arrow's the last episode, the credits roll, in the last five minutes, the music meister comes up and goes, we didn't hear you sing. In the last five minutes, there's Stephen Amell singing and dancing by himself. Well, he's got a great voice. He and, does. He and John Barrow have sung together at conventions, but I guess it, I mean, I don't know what magic... No, I know what magic John Barrowman has over him, but <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. but it takes a lot well, to get him to sing. Real quick, before I jump to you, I'm going to jump to Kat because don't, she didn't I have didn't, an answer. No, no, no. no, no I didn't have not a show that you, you want. Oh, I'm thinking still. No. I'll, I'll, not, okay. Well, just in case. <laughs> I wasn't sure because um, you didn't get the answer on the last one. So I just I have, a, I have a one that just stands out in my mind for one that really just should have had a musical episode. Firefly. Yes, yeah. that'd be so amazing. That would have been magical. Would have been perfect oh to gosh. fit in with the hero of Ken. Right? Yeah. 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 I mean, this sort of did with that one. A huge musical number it. with a lot of tap dancing. Yes. 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 So good. We actually have uh, our, our good friends from the Clockwork Dolls have done the hero of Ken on stage uh, uh-huh. in a very beautiful way, that. too. Yeah. Yeah, Anybody else? else? With, I know. Uh, I'm like, I'm Ones that should? On. Yeah, a show that should. I don't know. So, so this show I think should have a musical number at some point, but I don't think they've gone on long enough to merit getting a musical number. The Magicians. Ooh. Ooh. Oh no, I think they do have a musical number somewhere. Or like, did are you caught up? No, not yet. So I heard in this season they have one. Oh, is it, wait, is it? Is it that they have a musical number? Because there's one episode where they literally speak in musical tropes. I saw that. To get around someone overhearing something. No, I heard there something. was a musical episode. <laughs> uh, oh. But I haven't seen it yet. I'm probably nice. still not because caught up Because I'm not caught up. Yeah. No, but I think I'm not, that, would, really that show, show would be a really good show I mean, for that. We need to catch up on that. Elliot's perfect as oh, you know, so leading man for, for music. I know. This is never going to happen because the show is off the air now, but I would have loved to have seen a Parks and Rec musical episode. That's exactly what I was thinking, too. Like, how amazing would that cast have been at something like that? Yes. Not to mention that some of them are actually really talented singers. Crazy Mm -hmm. talented. That was such a missed opportunity. Mm -hmm. Totally. Game of Thrones. (laughs) (laughs) It would be like my miss. Everybody dies. dies. Everybody dies. Black Sails the musical. Pirate musical. Oh, this is the shanties from start to finish, and that tell the entire story. It It, it crashed. (laughs) Pirate musical. (laughs) Actually, no. Oh my god, yeah, that would be amazing for black sales. Um, One in that category, also Vikings the musical. Yeah, I want Modern Family the musical, (laughs) just because I know a majority of them have amazing. I mean, granted, half the time when Cam is on, on it's some sort of you know performance going on, but. I think they all have great voices and would be hysterical. I have no answer to this because I think what? everything has been said. Yeah. So. Rob, pick one. Pick something. It, the show is done, but Star Wars Rebels the musical. Yeah. So, oh. Uh, oh, Listen, if you don't think Obi Wan Kenobi could do an amazing kick line, you yeah. are wrong. Oh, hey, you can. You be so good. You and McGregor can dance. I'm good with this. Hell yeah. Like yeah. a fucking beast. Uh, oh my gosh, yes. So. He's got yes. a huge talent. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. Hey, Monty Python should do... Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. The analog was amazing. Oh, yes, Actually, was. no, I will take this back. Kids in the Hall, the musical. Oh my god. Oh my yes. god. 
because man, that would be that phenomenal. Would be really um, all right. Any any last additions to this before we move on? Nope. Okay. No. All right. So, what story in general should be turned into a musical that hasn't been already? Uh, whether that be a board game, video game, a book, or a movie. Because there are tons and tons and tons of things that really could have the amazing opportunity to do so. Um, I would honestly, personally, I'll start this off, is something I bring up numerous times on this show through our history, has been Monkey Island. Uh, old classic video awesome. game. Because it is so over-the-top, silly, goofy, and dumb fun. Um, I think you could have a wonderful comedic musical about absurd things that pirates do. Um Essentially, it's not even far off from being Pirates of the Caribbean as a musical. Mm -hmm. So I think that would be my number one easy pick on this. So, anybody else ready to rock? Kat? I'd be interested to see Liza Block Lamora. Yeah. I think that would be because they have like the wit. Like a the rock fitness. opera? Or kind of like more of a traditional musical? Well, I, I mean, it's so. They, there's just so much. Tra it's rife with tragedy. I mean, like, it would fit perfectly in like that really dramatic type of musical. Mm hmm. Um, I have two that one would be such an easy switch to a musical. I'm shocked that nobody has done it before. The Princess Bride. Mm -hmm. The Princess yeah. Bride, because you have that classic fairy tale setting, um, you know, and they, they even have, they have kind of a pretty sort of song of the opening credits and the ending as well, but I know why. Why? Because, uh, so I, uh, I, when I was in college, an actor came to talk to us and had actually approached William Goldman about writing Princess by the Musical. And he said the only person he will ever give rights to that is Stephen Sondheim. Oh, ever. Yeah. And Stephen Sondheim is like 90. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, another oh. one that I could see <coughs> sort of being me. turned into like sort of like an epic, almost like Les Mis style musical where it's like very, it's like serious, but there's a lot of different overlapping pieces and parts. And there's some funny parts, but there are some really sad and serious parts. The Lord of the Rings. Mm. Yeah, I would watch it. It's kind of funny too. Like this is a before I jump into what I was about to say is if you go to the animated version of Lord of the Rings, yeah. it's based around Frodo of, uh, of the Nine Fingers, and it's all done in that background and backstory, which is yes. kind of done in that Rankin and Bass animated. I love that. Um, well, no, they they have a Lord of the, Lord Rings, of the Rings as well. Yeah. Which truncates all three books yeah. into a single story. Can you imagine oh, how beautiful yes. Elvish would be, though, set to oh, music? Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, no, but there no. has to be a drinking song called It Comes in Pints. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, there, would have, there would be a lot of really fun, like, tavern songs with oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Mary and Pippin. So the one for me, though, that was the biggest one I wanted to go into when I thought about this uh, question to everybody was Clue the Musical. Yes. That would be great. Would because be could you imagine each one of them saying, this is how it really happened? Uh -huh. As the finale to the show, and it's different variations. And in, in my high head, I heard speed. that in a melody anyway. Yeah. This is yeah. how it really happened. Yeah, oh, and then it's and then awesome. it's just these crazy fast beats as each character goes one by one through the entire cast, uh -huh. and then ultimately a cop comes in. And is like, no, this is how it really happened. Mm -hmm. awesome. Or or they do different endings on different days of the week, so you have to come back and see the show. <laughs> yes. Hey, just like the movie. <laughs> Come back to Broadway. It'll only cost you $3,000 to see the show and in the entirety. Um, I would like to see Pride and Prejudice done into a musical. Yeah, I know it's been a stage play, but I think it would yeah. actually work really well in a musical setting. Yeah, Very dramatic. Very yeah. beautiful I, dresses. <laughs> I've got a couple. Okay, do it up. So, so you know my, my Blizzard fanboy-ness. Uh, I think StarCraft would be a great musical. StarCraft the musical. Okay. Well, hey, we're about to get into some interesting territory very soon. So. Uh, 
Um, um, then, you know, uh, Pandemic the Musical. For oh my God. I mean, musicals, people are dying, so Pandemic, everybody's dying, so that'd be a great musical. Um... <laughs> It starts off with "This is the world as you knew it," and then and this one this one's a throwaway and, and and not really should not be made new musical because you'd have to go back and and it would be like a three part show where you'd have to go back multiple times because it's so epic. Dune the musical. Oh God! Wow. I mean, sixty oh, hours long. Oh, we're yeah. still not yeah. even a quarter of the way through. <laughs> Only if they could get Sting to come and perform. <laughs> he is the Quasar. <laughs> mm, shy Halloon. Mm, shy. <laughs> I can just see it now. Oh, geez. huge sandworms! Something Neil Diamond would be an awesome musical. Coraline would be a beautiful. Oh, could be could, Coraline, or actually, oddly enough, Mirror Mask. Mirror um, Mask, Stardust, Stardust, Stardust. Stardust. Oh yeah, Stardust would be amazing. Like, there's yeah. so many. Like, but it's just that weird fantastical that would make a really fun musical. Yeah, absolutely. Jess. Hitchhiker's Guide the Musical. Oh my god. It would be like Spamalot esque. Yeah. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Musical. Um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Musical. Another one to kind of piggyback on that would be anything by Terry Pratchett, the Discworld series. Discworld. Also, we need a Spaceballs the Musical. I feel like they're really missing. They promised us that like 30 years ago. Something that have yet to deliver. And it's just Hitler on Ice for six hours. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, that'd be History of the World the Musical. Actually, that would be amazing. Oh my god, that would be amazing. TJ. So, I would like... The, the, they have a trend right now of turning uh, movies into musicals, and uh, I'd love to see them turn uh, one of my favorite movies, Oscar, into a musical. Oh, my God. That would it's be, a farce already. I yeah, think it's and perfect. It uh, and I mean, then, it's one of my... like One of my... Honestly, you think about it, though, is like a movie that so many people love that's those kind of chaos-driven films is The Birdcage, which is based off of a musical <gasps> yeah. The Cottage, yes. which is such an amazing show. Uh, and then I was thinking, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, and then I was looking over at the games and I realized something. Anybody ever heard of Robin Hood the musical? No. Yes. Oh, what is it? They did an update of, it's called Robin and the Seven Hoods. Okay. <laughs> and I'm not, no joking, it was a Rat Pack vehicle. And they, they, I think they made a movie of it and it, of course, tanked. <laughs> yes, but there's yeah. never been like a like Broadway a one, show. Yeah. Uh, it's such an like, easy name, it's called Sherwood, you know? No, yeah. no, actually, I just, I just looked it up. Uh, because I was curious, and apparently there's one aim for Broadway Ooh. called Hood, the Robin Hood musical adventure. Mm-hmm. I would watch that. Uh, yeah, I would, love I would be into that. that. It, it's from 2017. Three Musketeers? No, no. that's one I would love to see yeah. too. Especially the if Disney it was. One? No, I want, it in the vein, I want it in the vein of the BBC The Musketeers. The Musketeers! I love that show! Because it's so good. So Everybody's so hot in that show. Wait, I, know. I want it in the vein yeah. of the Musketeer movie with Orlando Bloom where everything is so dark you can't see a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> And, and where the and dirigibles yeah, and the little girl strips strips while she's sword fighting. Yes. I thought that was a great scene. <laughs> All right, uh, we uh, does everybody have their their final submissions in for this end? Okay. All right, so we're gonna take the next step before we get ready to close out the show, uh, and that is if there was a musical based on your life, what would it be about? What would be the kind of music that helps do this? Would you do this as a movie musical or a live action Broadway sh- or a live show for on Broadway? And what would be the title of said show? Oh, God. I know this is unpacking quite a bit. <laughs> and I'm asking you, you, but I've done this on almost every one of our shows, so you shouldn't yeah, be surprised, yeah. except for Jess. DJ. It would be, be a musical comedy. Oh, God, what the hell is he doing? <laughs> 
<laughs> one night only on Broadway, and it's all country music. Oh, <laughs> um, that's fantastic. Mine would be called Mild Mannered Mother of Three. <laughs> And it would be about my dualistic life between, you know, my everyday mundane job and raising my kids and fighting laundry. But then it would also be sort of like the flip side of that with all of my like LARPing hobbies (laughs) and like Zumba marathons. But like it would switch from it would switch from it would go back and forth from my perspective. And of course, it'd be starring me. And it would probably be on Broadway, but it could be turned into a movie also, because why not? Um, but Option, it would go back and your forth. options out there. Right. So I'll be singing songs about, like, you know, me being at home during the day and, like, doing laundry and folding laundry, but in my head, then we all of a sudden switch to me fighting a huge dragon made out of laundry, and it's this, like, epic song of, like, me fighting this fantastical beast, and, you know, sort of my epic love affair with my husband and, like, raising my children to be my good little people, and, like, so... For me, it would be the duality of being a mom, but also being, like, a cool nerd girl at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would kind of, like, encompass the entire realms of, like, my mundane life and my fantasy life and my hobby life, which yeah. kind of at times mesh together. Um, because, let's face it, there's nothing cooler than being a mild-mannered mother of three. That's its perks. My life doesn't suck. Um, but I'm not your typical mild-mannered mother of three. So that's where mm-hmm. that's where it gets fun. Um, anybody else? Yeah? I think I have one. All right, go ahead, It would Jess. be called Deadlines, the musical. <laughs> <laughs> it's about a very beleaguered editor who just wants her artist to do their job. <laughs> See, I thought yours would be called Princess. And it would be all about you, like, skipping through meadows. There would, oh, like, there would be a song about how I wish I was a princess and didn't have to deal with this shit. But it See, would mostly would be, be pop punk music. Oh, mine, awesome. mine would probably be, like, where are my forest creatures? Like, I'd be singing outside of my window, like, oh! And, like, where are the forest creatures coming to fold my fucking laundry? <laughs> like again that duality but that's just me uh, I think mine would be called uh, Confessions of a Third Rate Podcaster uh, and it would all be done as very Avenue Q-esque all in puppets and all to early 2000s industrial music Ooh, and nice. that would be so I think with a little bit with the occasional boy band song well, yeah with the with <laughs> occasional boy band song but I would say think it, it, it's part Kenneth Fever Dream from 30 Rock and Part Sprockets from, from uh, you know, classic SNL. So that's the best way to take it. That amazing. There's only brilliant. maybe five or six words in the entire show, but it goes for six hours long. That's awesome. Bill. This is hard. Like, I believe in you. She... You, you, oh, wait, you, you, you rock. Rock. Think for a second, Cat, okay. Cat's ready to rock. All right, mine would pretty much, I don't have a title, but mine would pretty much be like me, Leslie, noping through the show with cats following me and then interspersed with like typing at a keyboard, writing like I'm running out of time. That's essentially <laughs> the parameter. Hamilton Part 6. I was gonna the say show cats. must go now on. Now with cats? <laughs> now with- I was yeah. going to say cats now with Part cats. 2. Now with more cats. With cats, asterisk, not those kinds. <laughs> <laughs> no, yours would just be called cats, but with an impostory S and spelled with a K. Yeah. <laughs> cats what? Who knows? Watch the show and find out. <laughs> Uh, so, so my musical, uh, it wouldn't do very well on Broadway. Oh. One night only. <laughs> exactly. It would, it would have to run special engagement. Yeah. Special because engagement. here's the thing with, with my, because uh, I'd, I'd have to tell the story of my life and 
from uh, a couple of you knowing the story of my life, how I lived away in Maryland for quite a number of years, <laughs> living a different life with a different person that I no longer speak of. Uh, you know, the, the whole she who shall not be named. <laughs> Beautiful name for a show. Right exactly. Off the, back. the first half of the show will be really dark, really depressing, really sad music. And then after intermission, it'll be all bright and cheery and happy and upbeat music. And everybody will be like, wait a minute. Am I seeing the same show? So like, you're, you're, basically going, time. you're basically going from like La Boheme to Shrek. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Shrek's got a wonderful message. Oh though, my god, so it's Shrek okay. is amazing. I absolutely it's love that show. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. sounds fantastic. I want to see all of our musicals now, guys. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, I've actually been, I've been like kind of racking my brain, and um, uh, I don't know. I just, I, I would. You well, know if you what? want, I can give you a, a thir- thirty seconds to pull it together because I just realized going back an ep- a question or two. One thing that we absolutely missed. Uh, from the BBC, there is a uh, one of the wonder, most wonderful musical moments from a show, Gay, the gay musical from the IT crowd. Oh my god, yeah. So for those of that you that are big fans of that show, it's so funny. Easily just one of the most ridiculous episodes of a show of all time, but also some of the funniest music from a fake musical of all time. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Alright, and back to Aaron. Alright, so <laughs> it would definitely be... I think a one night only. It would be something along the lines of the play that goes wrong with everything <laughs> falling down and me falling down since I'm such a damn klutz. There would at least be like four or five times the ambulance siren went through. Because <laughs> but I, I mean, it would just, I think it would just be a comedy of errors. <laughs> so that's my musical. You would need your song, your moment yes. though in your slinky Hollywood dress. With the hair and the spotlight. And then I'd see it. And then I'd fall off my heels. (laughs) Very nice. Using the Divas Lament. Yes. All right. So. To my part. Something we haven't done on the show in a very, very, very long time, because the last time it was done was not by the host of the show being me. It was done by somebody on the show, which we said, let's play a game on the show. Oh, God. And it didn't work quite. Too well, because it went on far too long. So I decided I'm going to take that idea and fix it. And tonight, that game is called Is This a Musical? So I have a simple series of ten yes and no questions for everybody here tonight. You have to come to a consensus all together. Oh, jeez. If this is indeed a musical or not a musical. And these are all things that are movies. No phones. And the question is, have these things been turned into musicals or not? And that being specifically... Not just, was this a college project or YouTube project? Those do not count in this instance. So professionally done. They need to be somewhat professionally done. Somewhat. (laughs) I think that's the best way to put it. Yeah. Somewhat professionally done. So not necessarily a debut on Broadway. So things like, when we think of things like The Craft the Musical, which we know has been done, which is like... Uh, you know, the Potter music, a very Potter musical, musical. Mm -hmm. you know, which is... But there's actually Cursed Child coming out. Well, yes, but that's a that's that's a that's a stage play, not a musical, though. Yeah. So I'm like a very like popular musical. Blonde. It was done at. Well, uh, Legally Blonde was actually a yeah. Broadway yeah. show, but I'm not saying this has to be Broadway. It can be off Broadway or. Okay. Well, very popular musical was done at a college. They were all part of the. Same okay, I'll theater. put it this way. So, I think that works like the way the same way that kind of like um, Evil Dead kind of worked okay. in, in, into this mix, which was. Off-Broadway or very off-Broadway. <laughs> but if they have a single song on YouTube, 
And even though that means that maybe single song is on Spotify, that doesn't count. So I have ten questions for everybody here tonight. And we'll start off with this question. The movie Better Off Dead. Was this a musical? I've never seen the movie. I, oh my god, I love that movie. I feel like they did turn it into a musical. Yeah, I think they did bad. too. So classic John Hughes, or not John Hughes, uh, John Cusack movie, yeah. Better Off Dead. But it was John Hughes. I've never seen well, yeah, actually, yeah. oddly yeah. enough, it was John Hughes yeah. and John no, Cusack. I think, I think you're right. Yeah. Bill, let's, go think, yes. 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 let's go with yes. Yes. Let's go with yes. Everybody says yeah, that's fine. Better Off Dead as seen. a musical. The answer is no. <gasps> oh, you are one for ten. Damn it. We suck, guys. You're jumping next. Kevin Smith's classic that started him into his claim to fame, the movie Clerks. Was this ever turned into any form of musical? No. 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 I wish, but... We need a consensus so. here. Uh, Very much. Yes. I think, yeah. Like, oh, man. Like, I, I think so it was a project, so, like a college project or something. I think somebody turned it into a musical. But that doesn't count. Remember... I think no, but I think widely I known. Like think, you have to bear in mind though too. When I say widely known, like Evil Dead has been done and yeah. half of this country, you know, yeah, yeah. To, at repeat. Like it I'm talking on this level, circuit, it has circuit. to have some form of circuit. Not like hey, once and done and done and over. Yeah. You know, I I, I think so. yes. general consensus. I want to go with yes, yes. All right, I uh, give me just a, for me specifically, not for obviously the listening audience. A show of hands, so I know if we have a consensus here. Clerks as a musical, yes, we have four majority. majority. Yeah, it's four of the six of you say Clerks was a yes. That is and a Bill no. Clerks, very much a no, but he did say I initially Kevin Smith did talk about wanting to bring Clerks to potentially Broadway to bring back some ideas of some of the classic VSQ universe, but never had a chance to do so. He did talk about taking his one project, Helena Handbag. Uh, into a Broadway show, but it never came to fruition. Uh, jumping into the next one, going back to John Cusack again, High Fidelity yes. as a musical. Yes, it very much was starring okay. Will Chase. Well, Does everybody agree? Yeah, yeah. I believe her. Erin is saying yes, everybody she is agreeing with. You guys are correct. <laughs> High Fidelity was indeed a musical back in 2006. Very short run, Tanked. but indeed, yes. High Fidelity was a musical. So, uh, one for three. Yes, correct. Uh, you still get a seat. It's okay. <laughs> classic horror film that everybody goes back to constantly to this day, and it actually had a remake not that long ago starring Julianne Moore. The film Carrie. Yes. Was Carrie a musical at any yes. point in yes. time? Yes. I just saw it yeah. last oh. Halloween. <laughs> oh, okay. So, again, Aaron's yeah. yeah. ass yet again. It has one of the... Does everybody agree? Yes. 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 Carrie was indeed a musical that bombed, and everybody said was one of the worst things to ever be done back in <laughs> 1998. Awesome. It's really good. It has one of the best songs called Eve Was Weak, sung by Carrie's mom, and she's Shit, it's awesome. <laughs> Eve was weak. Diving deep into the 80s, Gem and the Holograms, was it ever turned into a musical? No. 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 Everybody at the table with a resounding no, they are correct. Yes. Gem was never turned into a musical. Finally, my Jumping into another classic <laughs> 80s show... Thundercats was Thundercats also ever? I feel like we had to say yes. a musical. If you I want, want to count to be cats, cats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was some to... epic fighting and dancing in there. I want it to be, I'm... but I don't think it was. I don't think it was. I, I As an aside, so I'm either. hoping that you have this one on your list, and I'm going to say yes. 
eventually, <laughs> but let's let's Thundercats. I don't think Thundercats is ever. Be I don't cool. think no. so. Either. I don't think so. But I wish. I wanted to be. We need to watch it. Everybody. I'm gonna say no. Gonna say the no. the resounding thought process is Thundercats was never a musical. That is correct. <laughs> Thank God. Right. But it should have been. Jumping forward a little bit before we jump back yet again, the classic seminal movie featuring Hannibal Lecter, Silence of the Lambs. Was Silence of the Lambs ever turned into a musical? Yes. 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 They did a parody. Okay. Yes. Was it really? Uh, everybody sure. at this yes. table here. I believe yes. you. I need a general consensus. Yes. 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 Everybody says yes. Yes, that is correct. It is called Silence the Musical. Yep. <laughs> and huh. that was done in 2005. Uh, jumping into a weird place here, let's let's go back to the 80s a little bit and see if, what people think. The Last Starfighter, a classic movie. Oh. Uh, when a lot of people think about things like Ernest Cline right now with Ready Player One, one of his big inspirations for the movie Armada, or the book Armada, not movie Armada yet. The Last Starfighter, general consensus from people at the table. I say, I say no. I say no. no. Resounding no, that is incorrect. The Last no! Starfighter is indeed a musical done in 2004. Oh. And the final one in this list is H.P. Lovecraft's infamous movie, The Reanimator, which most people think is one of the most disturbing movies of all time done as a musical. I think it was. I, think it was. I remember seeing something about Reanimator the musical. I'm going to go with yes. The resounding answer yes. being yes. That is correct. The re- <laughs> HP Lovecraft, the reanimator, done in 2011. So, going through the list, you guys got correct on Silence of the Lambs is a musical. Better Off Dead, you said, was yes. That is actually no. Uh, High Fidelity, you guys got correct, saying that was a musical. That is indeed correct. Jim and the Holograms, you said no. That is another point for you guys. Thundercats, you also said no. Indeed correct. Last Starfighter, unfortunately, did not get that one correct. Clerks, also incorrect. Uh, Carrie, you guys did get correct as well. That's oh, five so far out of the ten. And then last but not least, HP Lovecraft the Reanimator. That's six out of the ten. Congratulations, you guys. You guys at least got 60% out of the <laughs> We got a C! So, some interesting honorable mentions that I ran across as I was doing research on this was this. Back to the Future, also a musical. Catch me if you can. Mm-hmm. Debbie Does Dallas. <laughs> was also well, I mean, the Festival of Warehouse in yeah. Texas is a musical. Yeah. Debbie Does Dallas is yeah. not that too uh, Classic Christmas special. Everybody loves Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Yep. was also turned into a full, full bread musical. Something that was near and dear that we all wanted to do as friends, Jaws, actually was a musical called The Giant Killer Shark, which what? was a musical of Jaws. <laughs> Nicolas Cage film, Honeymoon in Vegas, turned into a, a musical, musical, as was another Nicolas Cage uh, classic, Peggy Sue Got Married, <laughs> as was the movie uh, the uh, movie Rocky, including also classic trauma film, The Toxic Avenger. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't have Urban Cowboy on there. Urban too. Cowboy, I did not put on here, but also I didn't realize that uh, King Kong and Groundhog Day are also musicals yes. currently. Yeah. King Kong is coming to Broadway fuck? with the biggest fucking puppet ever. And oh, didn't uh, Groundhog Day just close? Oh, big time. <laughs> <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't throw it at the top, top second. Uh, that actually was not on the list that I looked at. So, so it's... So it's a stretch. It was this was the list I looked at was movies turned into musicals, okay. not TV shows starring George Carlin or Ringo Starr <laughs> yeah. into musicals. So it's a stretch because Starlight Express was based off of Thomas the Tank Engine. Fair enough. 
Which another great oh, Andrew Lloyd Webber. It's about a fucking train. Yeah. It's got one yeah. good song in it, and that's about it. Murder on the Orient Express, the musical. Yes! <laughs> All right. So the way that we end every show is with this next segment, and that being our Mary Fuck Kill. I already know. And I'm sure most of these people at this table do know their answer to this. And I want to bear in mind to everybody at this table... These are these people in their prime, which means when we get to one of these, I will specify. So tonight's Mary Fuck Kill all has to do with people from many times on Broadway, that being Tim Curry, Hugh Jackman, and Lin-Manuel Miranda. And I want to specify Hugh Jackman's current idea is his prime is anytime Hugh Jackman has been on Broadway. Jackman. I'm going to go first on this one. All right, Jada. I am gonna definitely marry Lin-Manuel Miranda because oh my god he just makes my heart just burst with love I just love him so much um I would definitely fuck Hugh Jackman cause damn in fact if I could just have a polyamorous triad with the two of them that'd be great and I'm sorry Tim Curry but I have to kill you alright I'm gonna go to Kat next so they already know what her answer is gonna be so it pains me to do this but sorry Hugh Jackman you gotta <gasps> die because Tim no. Curry that voice anytime. Sorry, so I will bang Tim but Curry. Those just, but Tim Curry for that voice. That voice. But that voice was like Jackman. an awakening. When I'm I gonna I'm there. gonna put this statement like. in now, and he's going to give you his toxic love. <laughs> <laughs> I want all of that. He'll be your so. sweet transvestite. And then boom, I mean, chicka, I boom, have chicka, to boom. marry Lin Manuel Miranda because he's a precious cupcake. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's a beautiful cinnamon roll that humanity yes, does not yes. deserve. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to TJ. <laughs> okay. Jada gave my answer. Please repeat and give us in your own words okay. your reasons why. Oh, my reasons why? Yeah. Absolutely. Because yeah. I flipped the coin and that's who <laughs> no, 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 no. you got to play into this. We've done many, many of these episodes where it's been all females. It's an all-guy cast. I want to give good, good no, reasons honestly, why. No, honestly, it's because I couldn't make a decision, so I pulled out a coin, and I said, it will start right, here. I'm going to come back to you at the very end, and I want reasons on why. Okay. You can't just I can give more reasons if you want. Right? Jada's reasons, reasons do not day. count for TJ. Oh, all right, let's jump to Bill. So, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Kat. i got to kill Tim Curry. Yes, yes, I know. Uh, because we're gonna fuck Hugh Jackman, or or I'm going to let him fuck me. That's how it would probably turn out. And then yes, you have to marry Lin Manuel Miranda. You just yes. do. He's so sweet. All right, and I would love. Ahead. I would love to have him just at night, and he can be drunk, and he can be talking about Hamilton oh. drunk and and history, and and and, and then you order Domino's. Yes, yes. Of course. instead of my drunk history, it's my drunk husband. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm going to point out that Bill didn't actually have reasons. She just gave, gave an answer. Oh no! Well, you just said gave his answers, and that. Sorry, your answers in your own words. TJ, okay. TJ yeah. if you really want my answers of how I'd love to sink my teeth into Hugh Jackman's shoulders <laughs> while pulling his no, hair a whole lot, I'm really certain that Actually, you can have my, my answers. Re- I'm just not sure what the biggest reason I had you took away. Uh, you said in their prime, and my, my answer you know, of killing Tim Curry was going to be. I'm sorry to say he's almost there anyway. Oh. He's horrible. Oh. Horrible. Oh. I know. In his prime, he was prime. a gorgeous man. In and prime, that's he was fantastic, which is why you took the answer away from okay. me. Hugh Jackman. Yeah, I married Lou Manuel. Fuck Hugh Jackman and killed Tim Curry. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> 
All right, I'm gonna I'm going to go last. So it's between Jess and Aaron on your responses. I think we're gonna have the same response. Probably. Okay. You have to marry Lin Manuel Miranda. <laughs> I think that's, that's the general consensus at the table. You just all right. Let's start with to. Jess. Jess, why don't you get your all your answers in and the reasons why we'll go to Aaron. Okay, you marry Lin Manuel Miranda because he's a a cinnamon roll, and I just want to cuddle him and and hug him and cherish him forever. Uh, Tim Curry, you fuck Tim Curry, yeah, hands down. Yeah, yeah. I don't even care if. If you were not aroused by oh Frankenfurter, you're a yes. goddamn liar. <laughs> you are a liar. And I love Hugh Jackman. I think he's wonderful and also a cinnamon roll. But he's got to go. No. He's got to go. No. Tim Curry's voice. Uh, Tim Curry just has that sexual energy. Yes, he does. Aaron. Okay, so Jess, we are going to depart from this. <laughs> no! And 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 here and here's the only reason, okay? So obviously you marry Lin-Manuel because... Mm-hmm. Just, why Man's not? just going to have wedding rings stacked up <laughs> like this. We're all going to be his Seriously. harem and be fine yeah. with that. He's adorable I would be and the sister wives with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I won. I'm just saying, if you really love me, you would share it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jada gets bonus points. <laughs> I didn't know we were scoring this yet, ever, but apparently we are now. So I would obviously fuck uh, Hugh Jackman. I was really lucky to be able to like meet him at the stage door when he was going in for um, a Boy From Oz, and he bent over in front of me to talk to a little girl, and I have a picture of his butt. <laughs> And it was it was just the cutest little butt. I was oh my god, he was just adorable. But he was also like bending over to talk to a little girl. He was adorable. So and I, and, oh, I so love I'm him. Good with yeah. kids and a good ass. And a so. good ass. I'm good with that. Hot and good with kids. And a oh smile. God. And a oh smile god. to make you melt. And those shoulders. And, and oh, those abs. Yes. And as much as I love him, and yes, I was totally turned on by. Sweet so Charles, I'm Frankenfurter. I'm just saying, oh, Jackman, it's like, like it's good fucking in Sophie's choice here, but you have to kill Tim Curry. <laughs> All right. Why? Well, I share a same opinion with many people at this table. Hugh Jackman, as much as I love him, I'm gonna have to kill him. Uh, <laughs> as as lo- as much as I would love to show him, um, you know, the greatest show being my ass. But, uh, <laughs> I'm Irish, so that is not a true statement. Yeah. So unfortunately, that does not happen. Um, so, um, now I'm gonna think about Tim Curry is, is it's very flat and very white, <laughs> and I'm, I'm a bit German, so it's also full of a lot of hair. Uh, let's get that out of the way now. So, um, Tim Curry is definitely, without question, the person that you fuck. Uh, again, yes. he's got so much sexual energy in so many performances he does. Whether it be in even dumbest things like the Muppets as Long John Silver, he still is a sexy motherfucker. Yes. Um, Dude, he was- I, I am terrified of clowns, and even still in it, he's still with his voice a sexy motherfucker. Uh, and honestly, his most sexy role, hands down, without question, his evil, maniacal, twisted laugh is darkness in legend yes. because oh. motherfucker yeah. is a sexy beast uh, <laughs> I don't care that voice um, even if it's part minotaur whatever it may be I'll, I'll, I'll take it in the butt so yeah. is he uh, even a sexy beast as Cardinal Richelieu you know what I'm I'll still gonna it. say yeah I will me. take it I'm I will still take gonna... it anyway butler whatever like in clue all of it <laughs> I will, be, I will be Tim Curry's butler. I will. I will. Be <laughs> so. Only Wadsworth. 
I, I, I will. Uh, I will take. I will take the whole nine on that one. So, uh, but yeah, I think everybody at this table, for the most part, has got it right. Lin Manuel Miranda is going to be hands down the best husband and, the in husband. the world because, and honestly, when all I can say is look at the fireworks, because in the Heights, oh, which brought him into yeah. all of this, was just perfect. Hold on, we have something that we're not considering. What is he a workaholic? That doesn't matter because he'd write songs about all of us. That's mm-hmm. fine. Oh. We just would both sing be them slash rap them on stage fine. for us. And then also teach our wonderful Lynn manuel Miranda babies that we would all have. Even you guys. Even though you don't have uteruses, you would totally just sprout Lynn manuel Miranda babies. They would just, just, just shoot this. out of your body and they'd be it's all a, adorable. It's and a like, rain of babies. Yes! It's just a rain of yes. It's all the joy in Washington Heights. And, hey, <laughs> So and they'd be adorable and talented and genius as well, and they'd come out rapping. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be adorable! Hey, 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 if if all of our children had the freestyle, uh, you know, capability of him, I think this is a better world already. Amazing. So we're cool. Amazing. Uh, all right. So with that, this was episode number forty-four of the Caffeine Crew Cast of Pods, our mm-hmm. musical episode. So, as usual, we'll always kick around the table, starting with Bill and just going around back to me. Um, you know, just anything special going on in your life that you want to tell people about. And then uh, we'll say our goodbyes and talk about next month. It's cold and I can't wait for winter to be over. Oh! I mean, I want to go outside, but it's too damn cold. I want to play Ingress some more. <laughs> yes. Actually, you know what? I'm going to pause on this. And if people want to quietly in the background do so long, farewell. I was thinking This is a beautiful way to do this on this episode. So, going to Jada. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to remember how that song starts. Um... Let me think. Um, I don't know. Mom, it ain't easy. I uh, I feel like I'm just trying to get everybody in my house to be all healthy at the same time and looking forward to doing more Zumba and possibly teaching a Bombay Jam session kind of soon at the Downingtown Senior Center. So me nice. kicking it like Bollywood style with a bunch of like 80-year-olds should be fun. That's awesome. So uh, yeah, that's, that's what I got planned up. Yay. Oh, and I'm doing a LARP. I'm actually doing a really cool LARP next weekend that um, our friend Rita... Uh, Flaherty sets up. She does a one-shot LARP every year, and this year, her theme is Mad Men era 1960s setting, where we're all characters based on sort of on different gods and pantheons. So like sort of like a la American That's gods. Fun. So I'm really looking forward to it, and I may be practicing some songs because my character is kind of a showgirl. So that would be fun. Awesome. Um, working on these boots are made for walking and son of a preacher man. So we'll see how that goes. Nice. nice. Um, yeah, it should be fun. There's going to be lots of leopard print involved, so. <laughs> Jess. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> lots of stuff going on. Still trying to hit those deadlines. Look for my coming <laughs> musical about an editor pulling out her hair. But right now, I'm just kind of living that newlywed life. And uh, starting a new RPG soon, so that'll be fun. Yay! Erin. We're moving! We're finally getting Yay! out of my in-laws' house and we're moving! I uh, know, we're just really excited because, you know, we're, we've, yeah. we've been with my in-laws for seven months and they're wonderful, amazing people, but we need our space and I miss Aww. my stuff. Yeah. So, so we're moving at the end of the month. So that's our follow-up musical. Bring me my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, there's a really great song from the movie from the show Blood Brothers. We're moving house! Yes! Moving, moving, moving. And it's uh, the mom who has all the kids and they're all singing and it's wonderful. 
Um, that sounds amazing. Kat, <laughs> you've got some books getting ready to come out this year. Uh, yes, I do. Uh, Reflection of Ice is already up for pre-order. It's a young adult fairy tale. And then Gaslights and Graves is a steampunk box that I'm a part of. And that's all up for pre-order as well. And that's coming out May 8th. Um, and that has, actually, it's all steampunk, but it's all paranormal steampunk. Ooh. So it's a weird twist. Yeah. It's super fun. It's a, like eight, eight of us, so it should be awesome. And then there's more in the works, but... <laughs> TJ. Uh, so, funny enough, I jumped a bandwagon, and I joined uh, Vero, uh, the new social media site that might or might not be a scam. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure how that works, but sure. <laughs> um, the uh, And I've started posting reviews of comic books on there. Oh, nice. Uh, oh. Under Stories. So, nice. Very awesome. You search for me there. So, very Yay. cool. Uh, as for me, uh, DC Primetime this Sunday is meeting its 100th episode. Yay. So, this is a huge milestone for me and Ben. We've done well beyond 100 episodes, including our annuals that are our re- reviews of the seasons. But uh, we just got to talk uh, for almost 35 minutes with John Wesley Ship, who was the previous Flash from the 1990s. And then played Henry Allen, and then later Jay Garrick on the uh, 2014 version, going to current, of The Flash. We're about to talk to Tom Welling from Smallville, and now Lucifer, uh, this coming week. And uh, we're going to be celebrating pretty heavily this coming Sunday for our 100th episode. Uh, I think we're going to have every single person that has ever been on our show whether it has been fans or friends, uh, all appearing in some way, shape, or form between this episode and the next. So uh, that's been massive for me and Ben. Uh, But beyond that, uh, not much else. Everything else has been pretty chill and quiet. Uh, Kat and I have been working on Bunwell Games, and um, we have our first game's art in, and the second game's art almost fully complete, which is pretty damn cool. So uh, more about that later this year. Uh, But... I think the best way we can all say goodbye this week outside of uh, this before I have to say one final plug to our good friends at Game Chop Records and DJ Cutman for the music you hear. Uh, and also to our good friends at Next Level Radio Online where you can hear tons and tons of podcasts which you heard in the middle of this episode. Uh, please make sure to check those shows out. Um, that's what keeps the lights on and we thank them each and every episode for what they're doing for us. But I think the best way we can do this tonight to say goodbye is let's see if we can harmonize just a little bit as a quick goodbye. Oh, God. So, um, so we'll see if we can say goodbye together. So in three, two, are, one. How are we goodbye? episode where we look back at the 80s and 90s pop culture and how it shaped a generation including a Ready Player One review and book review during that episode. Until then, see you around the bend. Late. So farewell, la vida, say goodbye. I hate to go and leave this pretty side. do 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 do